Our Scottish-Canadian hockey-playing, tartan-sewing, caber-tossing, tooth-lossing friend was here in the hot seat today to talk about uh, his history um, as a custom kilt-sewer, semi-pro hockey player, uh, as well as his views on Korea, the culture, and quirky situations, uh, which one here may often find themselves in. A great conversation here. Hope you enjoy. Paul, welcome to the community. You are now tuned into This Korean Life with your hosts, Brian and Nate. Good, good, good. All right, welcome to another episode of This Korean Life, number 89, featuring Paul McPhail. Mm-hmm. Sweet. I was lucky enough to bump into you, man, at the the most expensive drone show in the world. You know, you know how much I cost, eh? Oh, I, I have no idea how much but I know. It was give me a lot of money. Give me, give me a ballpark. I'm going to probably say like three hundred thousand. Oh, no, it was about half that. Hundred, hundred fifty thousand. Yeah, it was ten minutes long though. That's a yeah, problem. I know it's expensive yeah. to run them drones and have them come set up. Like I know it's a lot of money. Yeah. You see the one in Busan that fell. No, but... Injured two people? Jesus, I know there's a lot of liability around it, too. Like. Well, I'd be lying under that fucking yeah. thing. Even if it fell even if it fell beside me. Come on. Shimmy, shimmy up to it, yeah. yeah. Why not? No, that's awesome. Yeah, I know. The chance I was meeting, that was freaking slim. Like, I, no, we, I, we were already there. I think I was already there, like, for two or three hours, you know, walking around, checking stuff out. Yeah. And all of a sudden, we walked over to see where all the drones are and never come back. And, yeah. oh, hey, how's it going? I, I heard hockey... Yeah. Canada, I was like, oh, wait a minute. Let's, uh, let's, talking uh, him talking to me, yeah. yeah. I bumped into him at the. Uh, you just say hi to every person in every, every foreigner every you see, person. or what? <laughs> <laughs> every white person that will speak English back to me because most most white people you see here uh, walk past you with their head down. It's I was like, going to say, come on, you know. Yeah. I was going to say, it's a lot different, but yeah. that's the difference yeah. coming at your age. That's why I said there. Coming at your age is a lot different than the 24-year-old coming who's stuck on their phone, yeah. buried and not... Say, comes up all the time. We used to take the bus to Daegu to Costco to buy cheese. <laughs> to Daegu. Wow. <laughs> and, and, you know, like when you saw a foreigner, it was, hey, hey how you doing? Where are you from? What are you yeah. doing? Yeah. But you knew most of them. Now it's, it's, it's sad. But, yeah, like you say, most of them heads down and just keep on trucking. Yeah, I can't believe. Like, even, like you say hello to somebody and... It, they will do everything they can to avoid eye contact. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I've even been walking past people in the street and, you know, they, they do the whole, like, oh, is he looking at me? Yeah. yeah I'm looking at you. Like, I want <laughs> you to say hello. You know? But I, but <laughs> it's it's gotten so far yeah. the other way that even I feel weird. I, I, I'll talk to anybody, everybody. Yeah. I, I can be the, the rent-a-friend if you want. I, I can be anybody. But I'll talk to anybody. But now yeah, I, I feel weird. Like, yeah. am, I, am I the creeper? Like... Do, do they perceive me as, oh, there's a lonely dude who wants to talk? And I'm like, no, no. I, I've got you know tentacles in all different parts of the community here and, and involved all over, and I just like to meet people. And uh, I bumped into a, a Pakistani guy at the park. Solid, solid dude doing his PhD. And it's not, I mean, it, it felt good, man, after, after I left. Do you find Southeast Asians are a lot easier to talk to than Western people? I think I can talk to the Southeast Asians every time. They're they're way more likely to say hello when I'm walking around wherever campus. You mean? No, I mean just general. all over town. Yeah. When I'm out at, by the in-laws, all the factory worker guys or whatever, they're always hello, smile, hey, where are you from? Because I've I've been to most of those countries. Mm. I got a story, and boom, we just and they're just nice to talk to. Yeah. But man, go go sit at shit. I don't know wherever. 
excuse me, if you uh, say hello and then it's, <clears throat> I always feel like, do I think I'm the creeper? Am I, mm. am I, it's always like, what, what does this guy want? Who's this guy? What yeah, he wants to get him on the podcast. <laughs> 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 or I'm just tired of talking to the same guys with the same <laughs> stories after 10 drinks and, and I want some interesting conversation. Yeah. There is, man, but again, if this podcast has done anything, it's shown that. I mean, there's oh. so much extraordinary in just the in just the normal. So it encourages me to say hi to everybody, but nobody wants to well, say hi back. Like, that's what I mean. Like everybody's like, yeah, I look at them, like, come on, say hello. Yeah. You know, like I'm, you know, in Scotland, it's very social culture. You know, yeah. even walking by, they always nod at you. Yeah. Like, even just give you a nod, like, come on, give me a nod, give me something. You know, like I'm not invisible. I know. Like I feel like you said too there. Yeah. Where I go, yeah, I'm looking at you. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to say hello. Get ready for your answer. Come on. Yeah. You know, and I think, well, maybe they don't speak English. Yeah. Or maybe they expect, you know, maybe I'm going to speak Korean to them. And it's like, that's not going to happen. Yeah, you yeah. Know? But in this day and age, I feel like, I feel like, I wish I could take that guy's picture and put him on Facebook and say, hey, bud, I was yeah. just wanted to say hi. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say hi. I'm not weird. But, <laughs> I, take, yeah. oh, but no. I took your picture and I'm putting it on Facebook. But I feel, I feel the response would be like, why do you think you can intrude on my, yeah. my, Personal time or something. Like, I just yeah. want to say hi, dude. Yeah. You've invaded yeah. my bubble. And, and, and now I kind of feel like, man, I'm wasting my time saying hi or something. I don't yeah. know. It's weird. It's now changed it's a like, lot. It's like you put all this energy into, like, are they going to talk to me? Mm. What are they going to say? <laughs> you know? It's like, but then all of a sudden, they, like, just totally blank you and walk by. It's like, ah, thank you. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah, I appreciate the interaction. I've... Or I, people have heard about me and don't want to get stuck for 20 minutes on the yeah, side of the street yeah. listening to my bullshit. Mom, well, maybe that is it. They look at me and go, fuck, this guy's going to talk guy. for an hour. That's that guy. Yeah, yeah well, this guy's going to talk for an hour. I better not say hello. I, I, I think the last, the last time I got stopped was probably mid-corona, walking maybe down the Cherry Blossom Street. Dude, I swear to God, it was the funniest thing. Guy looks at me, and I give him a nod, he goes, you're the guy from the podcast. I was, I was like, dude. At that time, been, there must have been thirty people listening to each, uh, listening yeah. to each. Like you yeah. could see how many people are listening. Uh, I'm yeah. Like, oh, you're one of the thirty people that listen to that. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. That's what it's all about, right? Like, you but know. you know what, man? That that's funny, but it's nice. That like I said yesterday, it was like kind of energizing to get. Uh, to, to meet someone new just make make a connection man it was it was cool well that's it and that's what life is all about right making connections and how them connections are made right like even meeting you that's how I met Nate well uh, yeah you yeah. start dropping uh, yeah. I'm, I'm into hockey and I'm, I'm doing this and that I'm like well you must know you must know Nate no I've never met him I'm like, oh, <laughs> never heard of the yeah. guy <laughs> which we've never heard of him yeah. <laughs> yeah. that would be what most people would say <laughs> You're, you're what, almost what, exactly the same. You doing hockey here. in your bedroom or what? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of funny how you know hockey is such a small community. You know, like it's funny. Like even I went to the outdoor rink, skating around here. There's this little kid talking to me or trying to talk to me. Moonsis speaking Korean. Yeah, oh, from Moonsis. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he's uh, he said he's he's from France, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. You know, that's awesome, dude. You know, maybe well, those kids that well, came. Yeah. yeah. So yesterday we're at your practice, and here the little kids are running he's around. There. I'm like. Yeah. What's this? You know, and uh, I had this picture of him. So I took a picture of the back of his yeah. I was like, I don't want to take a picture of him, but yeah. you know. So I showed uh, Kai, yeah. right? And uh, 
He's like, oh, that's his mom. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Showed his mom. Oh, yeah, that's him. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. You know? um, like, it's such a small... I think she's yeah. married to... A, she's Korean married to a Moroccan, I think. French guy, supposedly. I, I think he speaks French. Oh, I think, he speaks French. I think he's Moroccan. He's worked in France, and now he's working somewhere else. Uh-huh. But the daughter speaks French, English, and because she goes to the same violin academy mm-hmm. as my daughter. Oh, okay. And that's how I... That's how they ended up at hockey. Yeah, that was so I think yeah. she brought him there to try skating before yeah. coming. Yeah, yeah. To here. Yeah, uh, that was funny. I seen him run. I'm like, because I'm on the other side. I'm like, I've seen that kid before. Like just last week. Yeah. Like he was talking to me. I was like, I need to go yeah. talk to him. Coincidence. You know? How did you find Munsu? How? Yeah. I don't even know how. No, no, no. Sorry, sir. How, how, how was it? How yeah. was it? Uh, ice was rough. What, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was really rough. At least they got a Zamboni. Yeah, they have a Zamboni. I don't know if they have a blade on it. They do. Yeah. Well, That's yeah. a spare one from ours. But do you know that there's probably like 50,000 people a day on that rink? Oh, it's... <laughs> Hold on. I've, I've, yeah. I've been a couple of times, and it's, I'd say, 90% of the time, dude, it's clean. Like, yeah. really nice. I've been once, too, and it was like skating in slush. Like, you're walking. Your oh, blades yeah. are like cutting through almost yeah. of the... Well, the nice thing the is cement. it was really cold. Mm. So the ice, yeah, was perfectly frozen. Yeah. No, no slush, but there was like probably an inch and a half at, like. You got those kids pushing those oh, fucking yeah, little, yeah. Uh, those well, little, little pushers around. So that, that was insane. Little, little snow plows. Yeah. They, got, <laughs> they got the refrigeration system there and everything, so it, mm-hmm. it should be decent. Even oh, on the yeah. warm days, it can't be yeah. too bad. Yeah, yeah no, it, it was it was actually, it was cool to be outside Dude, for, skating in for, for two for two bucks, yeah, you can go skate for an hour and a half around uh, around the rink. Two bucks, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's crazy. Yeah. Everything's two bucks. Yeah, but remember and wear your helmet. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. After gloves. Yeah. Oh, oh, they flipped out. You can't on even one take time, one glove off. <laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. Like you take one glove off, and the lady on the side, she's like blowing her whistle. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Hey, Glove. wait, wait till you go swimming. Like, oh. <laughs> you got to wear the head cap. What this bathing cap? Yeah, he's, oh. he's he's like I got no hair. I'm bald. You don't need a bathing cap for. Well, I got a buddy with you get more hair in his shoulder <laughs> than I do in my body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got your shoulder shoulder cap. Yeah. <laughs> but we. Uh... Oh, that's funny. All these rules. You know? I was like, you know, the guy's like, you know, you have to wear a helmet. I was like, well, I don't see the signs. It was right there. It says it's in Korean. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, I I would wear the helmet just because I'm scared of all the guys coming up behind me and knocking oh, me out of my ass. Well, that's it. Like, Not for me. I don't need it. But yeah. I'm worried about everybody else knocking me down. But the, the amount of kids yeah, that would fall right at your feet was unbelievable. Oh, dude, I've <laughs> I was like, I've seen some dudes. Hey, wake again, wake again, poof. I seen some people tumble hard, and you just hear the like that oh, yeah. thud, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> the good thing is though after 15 minutes everyone stops skating and just starts taking pictures so the yeah. so the the rink is quite open for the last hour and 15 minutes <laughs> well hey, it's kind of funny you know like when i first got there it's like almost you know 100 people on the ice and it's like wow or 10 insane. minutes later they're all gone oh yeah, yeah. Well, i was just gonna say like 20 minutes <laughs> and it's like there's like 10 people it's like wow yeah. this is good but if you yeah. um I go say maybe four o'clock or yeah. or sometimes even like ten in the morning, dude. There's five people there. Yeah, it's your own skating rink. Yeah. Just go around. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah. Well, the one last year, the Tewa, you couldn't. You had to go there at six in the morning, and wait till it opened at eight to get your ticket to skate at three. Wow. And it oh, was it just. Was, but I think there's two rinks this year, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that oh, makes it a lot easier, dude. I haven't had to. Oh, I went actually. First time I walked by, it was on 
Christmas and it was jammed. I was like, I'm not doing that. But every the but I, time I've gone back since is I also wonder if Corona bad. played into that and there wasn't a lot of going out. There wasn't a lot to do. Mm-hmm. Now people are going skiing. They're, they're all over. So it's not everybody trying to get to one rink. Um, you said just amazing to be or, or fun to be skating in Korea. And I think mm-hmm. every time I step on the ice here, yeah. I think I still find it hard to believe I'm playing hockey in Korea. Like growing up, the dream is the cool, Stanley right? Cup, the NHL, but I never, ever dreamed I'd be playing hockey, not just in Korea. Like, yeah. we'll try and line up some tourneys, yeah. Japan, uh, Thailand, That's Singapore, awesome. and man, you just go play and you're like, I'm skating on a mall in the middle of Bangkok? <laughs> what the, in a tournament, like, with uh, guys who awesome. used to play in the NHL? Uh, yeah. uh, what am I doing here? Like, yeah. well, <laughs> this seems more the dream than the other dream. Like, I, will, I feel like I'm actually dreaming. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's it. You know, like when I was coming to Korea, it was like, oh, yeah, you know, you can come and, you know, play hockey. It's like, play hockey in Korea? Yeah. Okay. You know, bring my stuff. Okay. No problem. You know, (laughs) but there all is like, I didn't even think that the quality of hockey was going to be good. But some of these guys are just unbelievable. You know, we play against even on Friday night. It's like, (laughs) you know. Okay, I'll catch you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's come it's come a long way. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the guys playing pond hockey? I think that must be up in Seoul. There's a couple up in Daegu. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dude, that have you seen the video of that? Yeah, it looked, shown a video. It yeah. looked really like yeah. really cool. I mean, there's like a, I just like that they it keeps evolving and they keep getting into more and more. Hey, this is what they do in Canada. Let's do it. Yeah. But China's got. Did you see the surroundings of that though? Like that was very picturesque. Like yeah, it was boy. like the I don't know. It was like bamboo and shit around them or something. Or like kind of tall. Well, there's one in Gyeongju yeah. in front of the big gate, the temple or whatever there. In no, Korea. I'm talking the guys. It was on hockey in Korea. I mean, like four dudes playing. You're on, on hockey a, in Korea. That's that's how I got on the the Jamaican bobsled team. Oh really? Yeah. Um, oh, I, oh, I thought I just the, said you guys. Hockey in Korea website. Yeah. Oh okay. We'll have to check well, that out. That's. Uh, is it's it not. It? It's run by. It's us. It's oh, okay. we. We run yeah. it. But it's it's guys. Yeah, from Seoul. But if you need yeah. sticks or skates or whatever you're doing, and but someone posted a video, man. It was like yeah. It looked like uh, not not professionally shot, but a really hockey Canadian like growing up yeah. kind of moment of picturesque. Josh, yeah. Josh is in Beijing there, and a couple hours north they have that tournament, which was two weeks ago, I believe, and they just clear off like five acres on the lake. And they make mini rinks oh, with a small nets. And they, they have thousands and thousands. Of, I mean, it's crazy. mostly expats in China yeah. and yeah. Chinese. But there was a group of guys from here that went over before Corona to play. I'd, I'd love to go and play uh, that. Dude, it's just girl, shinny. Yeah. A girl, uh, I, I didn't go to, she lived around the corner, went to a different school. But her and her brothers used to... Uh, used to set that up in Canada. I think Quebec, Quebec has a huge one. That's I think the, it's the that's biggest a, one. Yeah. That's a girl I yeah. lived around the corner. I think it's the biggest one. It was one. huge. Oh, is it yeah. three on three? Yeah, three. Yeah, usually. I think it was a yeah. three on three. Really cool. I love that. That's like uh, even I'm not into the games these days, but if you uh, I think if you play the new NHL and NBA games uh, to like to get your players' attributes up. I think you play like uh, like street ball or like you play in the park and your guy gets good and mm-hmm. then you maybe get drafted or something. But <clears throat> pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so, anyways, yeah. the The interesting thing about meeting you first was your your uh, story about moving here and how the whole how the whole thing came uh, came about. You decided yeah. to. I think 
you said uh, you're getting tired of getting tired of work and you needed something to kind of stimulate your brain so yeah. you wanted to learn you wanted to learn something I believe yeah. very like the most foreign thing possible and you're like yeah well that, that's it you know it actually all started I was uh, renovating a house yeah. and the lady who were renovating the house for she was uh, a, a teacher yeah. you know she was older and uh, she said to me she says oh Paul she says, the one thing I'll tell you, one life lesson, she says, you know, always learn something new yeah. every year. And she says, uh, she says, what's one thing you could learn this year? You know, I was like, ah, I don't know. What could I learn? Yeah. She's like, well, you know, she said, I'm going to gonna learn. I think she was going to learn to play the piano or something like that. Mm. She's like, but you could learn a language. I was like, ah, that's a good idea. Huh. You know, let's, let's, learn a, let's learn a new language. So, you know. Went home that night, started Googling, you know, what language could I learn, mm. you know? And I was like, I've always been interested in, you know, Asian culture, maybe, you know, Japanese or Chinese or something like that, you know? Googled on this, like, hard, hard, easy Asian language, Korean. Yeah. Oh, okay, no problem, you know? Like, I was going to say, why not French or, yeah. or we learned French Spanish in school or... for freaking, you know? <laughs> like, I learned French in school for phew, 10, 10 years. And think all I know right now. So it's now, pretty good. It, it bonjour. You know, <laughs> bonjour. Je m'appelle Paul. That's yeah. it. You know. <laughs> yeah. un, un stylo. Yeah. So ten, that's that's ten years of French right there. Yeah. So I don't know how ten years of Korean. Maybe I'll be about the same. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I know. So I decided. Yeah, I'll learn Korean. It was funny. Like the next day, I got my truck to go to work, and my business partner he jumps in the truck and. He hands me these freaking this pack of ramen noodles, that really spicy yeah, yeah, yeah. Korean noodles you can yeah, get, yeah. made in Korea. Yeah. I was like, no, I just googled last night, you know, I, like I want to learn. Learn <laughs> Korean here. You're giving me these spicy noodles. Yeah. One thing I didn't know was how spicy these noodles were. <laughs> you know, yeah, blow two, your asshole out on a Tuesday morning. <laughs> pretty much, two, two days later, still feeling the pain. You know, oh, yeah. so it was it was pretty funny. You know, like yeah. just. You know how the world works, right? You know, it's, yeah. Oh, you can. Yeah, that's if that's not a sign to to do it. But <clears throat> do you remember the feeling uh, when you started learning? I, I think about if I get a, even a new book yeah. or or starting a, an online course or something like. There's that excitement. Yeah. There's. The, did you experience that? Too? Oh yeah, no, I was excited to learn, but then it was like. How am I gonna learn this? Oh. You know, like it's easy enough to say, "Oh, well, I'll watch a couple of YouTube videos, and yeah. you know, hopefully by next week I'll be fluent." You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we can all hope and dream, right? But that's not reality. Sleep with the earphones yeah. on. Yeah, you know. So, you know, I downloaded a couple of apps. You know, the whole talk to me in Korean app or whatever. That one's good. You know, so I thought, okay, I'll use that. Listen to it. Click okay. sexy voice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and, then, and then all of a sudden, you know, it's like. <laughs> Buying the books online, getting them shipped from Korea. You know, it was like, you know, $200 worth of books. So Holy like, shit. Oh, my God. I was like, hopefully I'll be able to learn this and got the books. And I was like, fuck, I can't it's, use books. You know? This is so all then, Chinese to me. Yeah. So then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, pretty much, yeah, it could just be Chinese. So then, uh, yeah, I went online and I uh, found this, like, uh, app that you can, you know, learn one-on-one -on -one with somebody you know, and uh, the person can be in Korea, it can be anywhere, well, yeah. Canada even, you know, and they're all giving lessons online, one-on-one, -on -one, so yeah. signed up for them and started learning online, but, you know, we ended up mostly talking about me, 
<laughs> which is the worst. You know, I'm the worst student in the world. Uh, in, like, in English. Oh, yeah. So I'm basically giving her free English lessons, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like two, two hours and maybe we said one thing in Korean. Yeah. You know? And here's me, you know, giving her, you know, business advice. And, you know, this is what, you know, this is how to say this. Is how, you know, how to do uh, It's just like. <laughs> this is for you. You're not supposed to be learning Korean here. But, yeah. You know, and here, I'm, oh, yeah, I do this. And now I was just. I think that would be my problem taking yeah. classes. Or I just. Uh, you just take over. I don't want to. I don't want to <laughs> listen. And I just want to talk, man. Yeah, well, that's it. You know, and the route is you just want to talk. You want to find out about the, what do you do? You know, what's life like in Korea? You know, mm. like things like that. Like the lady who was teaching, she was from Busan. Mm. You know, so it was like, you know, you know, so we're talking away, you know, what do you do? And she's like, yeah, this is my apartment. It's like, your apartment? And I was like, it's, you know, it's a room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's got everything in it. It's like, you know, to me, that was mind blowing, right? To, to see that. It's like, okay, you know, where do you cook? Oh, on this little next tiny, to my bed, this little tiny hall, exactly <laughs> right next to my bed. It's like, how do you even cook on that? Where's your oven? My you first know? apartment, I did everything from the bed. Yeah, oh, I believe it. Yeah cook everything that's crazy yeah <laughs> no it just yeah it was funny you know seeing uh, what it's like and then she's on like the 40th floor or something like that like big view it's like oh great view but you know i'm thinking to myself you have to take the elevator fucking up to the 40th floor every day you know like you want to go somewhere Never mind. Never mind when the courier de delivery man <laughs> shows up and pushes yeah. every button. <laughs> oh, brutal! Yeah, normally one elevator for the whole building. Right? You can like, be on time or fifteen minutes late just yeah. if you show up when the courier gets. You mentioned uh, cranes earlier. Yeah. There were some huge cranes in my complex the other day. Yeah. They're lifting new elevators in. Yeah, never been happier to be on the first floor. Yeah, yeah. dude, do you watch <laughs> the the twentieth floor march come down in the morning? Don't. Don't, 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 don't. That is not a, not a good way to start Monday. Jesus. Well, maybe good for exercise, but. I thought it'd be smart one day where I'm living and thought, I'll just take the stairs, you know, up. Got to like the fifth floor and I was like, oh, fuck, fuck this. this. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not doing this get, anymore. Sometimes you get like two classes really close together and I, I'll take the stairs down. And like you get dizzy, man. Fuck. Yeah. You're going down there too fast. Yeah. yeah. Oof. Yeah, you don't you don't realize. I you just know. get tired of tripping over the bikes and vacuum cleaners and everything else. They get out in the hallway there. Shit. There's, there's jungles in some yeah. of those. Places. It's amazing how they're allowed to store that stuff in the stairwell. They're not. It comes up all the time. Yeah. My, my place has the net. It's in every place I, yeah. I, I go to teach. I mean, yeah. keep your shit out of the stairwells. Fire hazard, fire and, hazard. Listen, everything's fine until it's a safe. It's, it, it's in Itaewon. You can have 8 billion people here and everything's cool yeah. until someone gets stuck and can't get out and yeah. you got a, a barbecue yeah. and it's it's yeah. happened too many times here yeah. just way too many times yeah. yeah but that's the real you know like you know in in canada i lived in an apartment building you know somebody leaves something outside it's automatically gone right no not, not here oh yeah. actually bikes they'll steal bikes here. yeah well, that's the thing you know it's automatic you leave it outside it's gone mm. you know like you forget so it's gone mm. you know like, no matter what <laughs> somebody will always clean it up whether it's the right intention, that's a different story. Yeah. You know, you know, like, uh, oh, yeah, you just leave that in line. When I was working construction, like, you leave tools on a job site. Phew, See you gone. later. Even extension cords. They'd, they'd actually <laughs> cut, you know, like, you plug it in at the terminal and tie it on and make sure it's all locked, you know, plugged in so you have heaters inside the building. Mm. It's going in the building. They'll actually, they'll just cut each end and take the... Take the cord so they can strip the copper out, right? To sell. Oh, it's like it's unbelievable. Godless. You know? 
I, I see a lot of a lot of theft in my hometown too. People put their CCTV. Yeah. They everyone's got like CCTV oh, on their yeah. house now, yeah. and they're like, "Hey, watch this guy." And you see him just roll up to this fucking truck, <laughs> boop, 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 rip all the shit off the back, like steal all their tools, yeah. or just, they even they'll take trailers, man. Yeah. Wild. I know we're going off on a tangent, but yeah. I'm, <laughs> something popped up on mine the other day. The top five doorbell cams of all time, or something. <laughs> and Patty one, one, one was this fucking massive bull deer run straight through the front door. <laughs> it was two deer chasing each other, and this big thing just ran straight through the front door. Wow. And then the lady closes the door, and I was like, are you not going to let it out, or did it go through the other side, or where did it go? That's just awesome. comes charging right through, and you see the other deer go skidding by after, and he's like, where did he go? Where did he go? And the deer went plowing through the front door. The other one was a was a family getting chased by a bear. Wow. A husband, wife, and a dog, and they come ripping around the side up to the driveway, and this big black bear is chasing them. And <laughs> oh they luck. Anyways, the, that's crazy. Yeah, the the cameras everywhere has brought a new. Uh, Last time I was home, everyone's like, "Oh, just I wanted to run in the morning." They're like, and, but I saw signs, "Beware of black bears." I was like, mm. "I'm not gonna run." They're like, oh, it's only a black bear. You can mm. scare them away. Don't worry about it. No. I'm like, nah, I don't know about. Uh, uh, no, that's that's one of the scariest things. Like I used to do a lot of mountain biking and stuff like that. Mm. And coming across a bear, yeah, that was the, the most mm. scary. They just found the like, first two bears ever in Ulsan a couple weeks ago here. Yeah, and they ate the owners. <laughs> oh, dude, there's there's people they harvesting have, uh, them for the bear bile. Oh, okay. Uh, wow. They escaped the cages there and and yeah. and ate the owners. <laughs> Anyways, back to back to the Korean learning. Yeah. So how did it how did it go? I mean, it it encouraged you enough to. Come here? Was that because you weren't learning online? You wanted to get a real dose here or what? Exactly. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Come over, try it out, see what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Check out the country. Yeah. No, it was, you know, as I said, like I was working lots, doing lots of different things and, you know, uh, it was time to take a bit of a step back and, no, you don't. know, take a change, change in lifestyle. Was, uh, I felt that earlier clearly than, uh, than you did. Um, was that bubbling up for a while that you thought you needed a change? Oh, yeah. Like, you know, working, you know, sometimes seven days a week, you know, mm. 18 hours a day. Yep. You know, that was, you know, taking taking a toll on you. You know, where, where where does that come from in society or culture at home? Where does that come from? Like, is that just the hustling? Hey, I'm rolling it in. I'm doing it. Make it while, I, while I'm young and healthy and I can do it. Or like... Do you feel lots of people are in that spot where they they'd love to step back and, and make a change or take a breather or I think is that common or no? I think it's the ideal, you know, is to take a step back and you know relax a little bit. But the thing is, is you have to hustle no matter what. You have mm. to hustle. Yeah. But then on the other hand, you know, for for me it was more about customer satisfaction than you know the whole you know am I making money? Mm. You know, great I'm but, making money. But the reality is, is I want my customer to be happy. So I got to hustle and make sure the projects are done on time. Because that's going to lead to your next exactly. referrals. Because if I, if I, you know, fuck up mm-hmm. and don't get the job done, all of a sudden I look, look bad, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I'm but, up making shit happen. But that's like, like he says here, I mean, we, we would take on privates and same thing. I mean, mm-hmm. we were working full-time jobs, which yeah. isn't really full-time, but, and we would have four or five hours of privates a day. Yeah. And people would think we're crazy. And I was like, well, 
what I'm rolling in cash here. Why yeah. would I stop? Yeah. yeah. And every time someone says, oh, this guy's really good. You should get him. And, yeah. Hey, can you teach my kids? It was hard to say no. Yeah. Yeah. But now that, yeah, you know, we have it, kids and, and stuff, it's a lot of you say, hey, <clears throat> no, thank you. Yeah. But at home, I mean, you put yourself in that spot by taking yeah. so many projects, right? Yeah. You don't have to. Well, that's the but, yeah. but where does that not being able to say no, where does that come from? <laughs> I think it's just personality. Yeah. But, it, I think but it's built into you. But is it more? Yeah. Is it is it a cultural thing? Like no, I, I think it's, it's I think it's a men. I don't a, think it's a cultural thing at all. I think it's more of a. It's a I, 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 to be honest, I think most of the time when it comes to culture, we're lazy. We want to be lazy. Yeah. Right. That's yeah. Like, that's the the dream that is the, just the laying down is, on the couch. Is to relax, <laughs> right. You know, I, like there's not very many people I know. Well, I shouldn't say that. But a small percentage of people I know uh, hustled. Mm. And then the other ones, you know, they did the nine to five. They worked the yeah. simple job, right? Yeah. Like, you know, they, they worked. But I, but I mean, even the nine to five, like when they said computers are going to reduce our work weeks and yeah. reduce the photocopier and the printer and the, yeah. and it just gave yeah. us more and more work. We were doing 10 times the work in, yeah. in the same time. Yeah. But have we just accepted as a in general as a society accepted to do way more work than we should be because no one stood up to say hey stop but it this, might be. this is insane i'm a hundred times more efficient than someone 10 years ago yeah. why am i doing so much work slow down you want no yeah absolutely but i think maybe it's in a man's dna to go out and provide. conquer provide no no not a conquer you're not going out and, and killing people but to to go out and and gather hunt, 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 anymore the hunter the, gatherer but uh, no but i mean that, that i think it's that's yeah. still kind of inside us to go out get on a on a very basic level go out get stuff get goods get money whatever it is in in your time in your area and you you bring that back and and provide yeah like, you know, what, what's the saying? Make money while the sun shines. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's the typical mentality, right, mm. of people is to, you know, if I'm making money, I want to make more money. Mm. If I'm not making money, woe is me, right? Mm. Like, everybody. Yeah. And, and yeah. like you say, like the nine to five, you're you're limited in what you can do, right? There's, yeah. there's not a ton of nine to fivers that are hustling a lot outside. Yeah. Okay, I got my job. I got my vacation. I got my pension. I got my this. But the guys who have this kind of more freelance or yeah. or what what's the industry called i mean what are they gig economy like, self-employed like yeah the yeah. self-employed yeah hey it's sink or swim yeah if you don't get out of bed today your family you know we can say your family doesn't need it does yeah. but yeah. You, you know what i mean if, if you don't go out and do your thing yeah no yeah. one's doing it for you you can't say oh my pension's coming in or my holidays or you got to work man well that's the thing you know and when it comes to self-employment talking about and and you know i don't know what america's like but i know canada in Scotland, if you're self-employed, you're entitled to no benefits if you don't have any work, right? So you get no government relief, right? So I'm unemployed. It, it's up to me. Yeah, you know, like yeah. if I lose my job, you know, the job I have that I'm doing, you know, I'm making the money from it, building houses. Okay, if I lose that job, what am I going to do? Mm. You know, like I got to hustle more and more and more, you know, to make and that money. And there's... it's all up to me. Because nobody's going to give it to me. There's right? some some aspect of that that I like that you. I was going to say. Talks about I often. love that part. That's our style. Yeah. If we like to hustle, that's why Korea is so good to us. Yeah. Because yeah. we can do whatever we want. Yeah. But for the other guy who doesn't like it, yeah. then I can see how two years and go home because, <clears throat> yeah. you know, you 
you're not a hustler. Yep. You're doing your hog one thing and you're just going, oh, my shitty hog one. Uh. <laughs> but if yeah. you if you know how to, like like you said, we've had guys here 10 years. How do I find a private lesson? Yeah. Huh? yeah. How don't you? Yeah. <laughs> how don't you? There's a grasshopper and ant aspect to it too, right? Where you're, if you want to be prepared. You know, you should go out. And Are you talking about the story, the grasshopper? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah. No, <laughs> not eating them. No, hey, hey, come on. That's, that's, a, that's an absolutely... I teach kids. No, that's a, a very a very relevant story yeah. where you want to go out and, and be prepared. And that's, uh, you know, through Corona when, you know, we thought the whole world was going to be on hold for yeah. a couple of years. Yeah. You know, and I think some of the people who go out and work, I bet they... Oh, they could take a deep breath and well, that's the thing, and, yeah. and not worry so much. Yeah. That's what it is, man. You don't have to rely on on anyone else. If you can bet on yourself, and but that's uh, only you know that's only X amount of people, right? Yeah. That, that's not that doesn't. Many people need the structure, need the the routine in their life. Well, that, I learned a very young age that I cannot work for somebody. <laughs> I have to work for myself. That's yeah. why we work here. Yeah. You know, like there's no question in my mind that me working for somebody yeah. is not a good, good mix. <laughs> you know, like I think my last employee wanted to fight me. Yeah. You know, like just because I told him, hey, you know, like I had a couple of days off. I came back and I said, hey, you know, he's like, can you finish these decks? And I, I was like, well, they're all framed wrong. Yeah. He says, we're going to have to take them apart and rebuild them. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean? I was like, well, they're, they're wrong. Yeah. You know, he said, I said, I have to take them apart and fix it. Did you forget your and glasses? And then he's like, you, why, you weren't here. This is all your fault. And then he's yelling at me. I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. Like, you know, yeah. simple fact is, is you hired somebody to do this, yeah. you know, and they did it wrong. <laughs> but it's your fault it's like no I told you I was taking the time and then all of a sudden he's like oh, I should punch you I should knock you out right now I was like go Come for on, it bring it like, <laughs> go for it like and he's like you need to grow up I said I need to grow up I said you're the one that wants to fight me I said, Come on. You know? but that you know the funny thing is is he was English you know so I, you know me from Scotland yeah. it's like, you know the whole Scotland English rivalry is still there <laughs> it's like the blood still this is boils. in Canada yeah <laughs> you brought it all the way across the yeah. pond so, you know, oh, it was funny man like but, and just he was so angry it's like well you know the truth is is you know, that's the simple fact is the frame drop like you can't you can't finish it because you know it's going to fall apart yeah, yeah. that's <laughs> yeah. uh there, there's a lot of shabby shit that uh <laughs> that, that that people throw up at home a big one's dude's a kitchen cabinet one yeah. they'll get quoted like 60 grand for a new kitchen and the guys are going and be like yeah we got it rip the old kitchen out yeah. like frame a, a cupboard and, yeah. and fuck off and they go to the next town yeah there is a lot of shitty work there's yeah. no question people do a lot of crappy work mm. but the problem is is it's not because they're trying to rip people off it's mostly because they don't know yeah they just don't know like people are watching these diy shows on tv and think <laughs> hey i can do that mm. you know it's like oh you can do that have you seen the mortar between these bricks yeah like it, <laughs> look at look at this Oh, I, I saw that on YouTube. <laughs> Good job. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's a simple fact that the people just don't realize, you know, how much thinking goes into, you know, framing a certain wall or, you know, removing walls, uh, you know, or weight bearing and all that. It's like, you know, you can't just remove the wall, you know, just because it shows you that on TV. You can't just knock it down, you know. Second like, floor, bathtub falls in you know? Like, 
you know, you have to think about, you know, the load and where it's transferring to and all that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. you know, and then you have to look at the basement. You know, if I remove that wall and transfer all this weight to this one post, you know, what's below it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, is it just sitting on three quarter inch plywood or is it actually sitting on something solid? Mm. You know, like, yeah. but people don't realize, you know, like they watch these shows and they think, oh, yeah, I can do that. You have, you, have you seen that construction or have you been inside a Korean hanok? Yeah, the traditional Korean houses. Uh, yes, yes. What do you think? Put together solidly? Oh, yeah, yeah. Listen, dude, have you seen like the like the main beam that yeah. runs through those things? Yeah. Like, man, they're like thick, thick-ass wood. Yeah, and, and they have to be like to support them. You the, know, the those heavy structure. roofs, yeah. Yeah, like, you know, if you can't, if you don't support the roof, like it's going to be in your living room. Oh, you know, no, no doubt. matter what. <laughs> and those clay tiles on yeah. the roof. Christ. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. stayed in one over the... Over the long weekend, you're sleeping on the floor the whole yeah. time. I got to stretch my back out. Yeah. So I hold on to it and I'm starting to yeah. just, you know, release some pressure on my back. My wife's like, don't, don't do that. You're going to bring the whole roof down. I'm like, dude, do you know how strong this goddamn beam is? It's, it's like, yeah. it's like two feet thick, yeah. man. And how long has it been there? <laughs> that, know, like, that's my second point. Yeah. 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 If, uh, if 150 years, uh, of typhoons and other shit didn't bring this down. I don't know if my skinny ass is going to do it. Yeah, I'm like, what is it? 190, 180 pounds? Me? Yeah. 150, 155. Wow. <laughs> I wish it was 150. One, one of my legs weigh 150. Yeah. <laughs> Different yeah. team. Yeah. But the, um, did you ever do a Hanok stay? I think 15 years ago or something. Dude. You stay in them. The f- you can fry an egg on the floor. Jeez, it's yeah. hot as shit. Yeah. But the fucking windows. I told my wife, I'm like, these windows are paper thin. She's like, mm. no, they're fucking paper. Yeah, it's made of paper. <laughs> paper thin. They are. <laughs> they are paper. Yeah. yeah. You're laying down, dude. Like the there's no weather stripping. Well, first the door is just a fucking. Yeah. I don't even know how to explain. It's just like a. It's not a door. It's just like somewhat blocking the wind but there's a quarter inch gap on every side of the door and a cold ass wind just blows in on your head the whole time the bathroom's out like you gotta walk 20 30 meters to go take a leak oh it's oh yeah that that was that's one thing that i like about it's a it's a hot floor i I do enjoy that too on the hot floor you know that's nice but do they um, do radiant heating at home you ever seen they do now yeah Yeah, in the garages they well, most of the garages, yeah, but most of the houses now have it, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah. You know, most of the bathrooms for sure, you know, mm. like they all they have this new setup where you can lay it in before you put the tile down, right? Okay, you know, yeah. Stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, you can even do it underneath your lamp, certain, well, hardwood floors and stuff. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, but uh, it depends on who you are, how much money you got, yeah. right? That's probably expensive at home, eh? Well, for sure, yeah. yeah. Like, it's not cheap. And the way they do it here, they build it into the concrete floor, right? Which mm. is a fantastic idea because all of a sudden you turn the heat, turn the floor on, have it on for an hour or two, mm. and then all of a sudden you know turn it off. It's hot for all day. It you know? holds the heat. Yeah, yeah, like it's a perfect design, right? Until did you it? get a problem in the pipes. Yeah, I can only. Then you got Didn't they? Didn't they fucking? Yeah. Didn't they? Uh, when they split, or when you did the extension on your on your house, I think they fucking duct taped his new pipes together. <laughs> didn't they? Did they do some Sorry, shoddy? Yeah. Perfect construction. Yeah, yeah. duct tape holds everything. We yeah. we expanded the the veranda or the terrace or whatever the yeah. hell it's called. Yeah, the words never make sense to me here because they have a total different meaning at home. But yeah. the veranda. veranda yeah, we took the the patio doors out and extended yeah. the living room. Yeah, so then they have to put 
the, the floor yeah. piping in. And yeah, they just Jimmy rigs something up, Mickey Mouse. But hey, it works. It's hot. Can't complain. Well, as long as it works, that's the main thing, right? Yeah. You know, I shouldn't say that though, because if something works, doesn't mean it's perfect. Yeah. It's right. <laughs> what? Uh, back to back to the coming over. What was the biggest or the hardest thing to to manage? Saying, "Hey, I'm 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 going to do it." I mean, once you once you say you're doing it. That's probably the hardest step. And then what? Yeah. I'll be honest. The hardest part about coming here when I did was... Uh, Carrying the hockey bag to the fucking airport? No, the fucking heat. <laughs> the yeah. heat? Yeah, how hot it was here. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not used to that at you all. You came in the summer. Yeah, hold on. Like, I, know I know what question you're asking, but <laughs> I, I, that is the one thing that, above <laughs> anything, trumps everything, mm. was the heat. Yeah. And I was like, you know, walking out of that Incheon airport, it's like... Fuck. Am I in Africa? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, just dying, yeah. you know, and I've got suitcase, you know, like, Jesus Christ. I was like, I Have you seen the jewel cooler? <laughs> yeah. On Instagram? The jewel cooler? No. Oh, is that the one you plug into it the puts car? puts on the air gun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do that when I drive, man. I open up, I open up the shorts and, blow, and yeah. let the yeah, air gun blow funny. in. They, I don't know if it's serious or if it's real, but it's called the jewel cooler. It's probably on, uh, what's that site? Wish. It's probably on Wish. Anyways, the jewel cooler. Shit, that thing's funny. But what was the hardest thing <laughs> after you decided at home? Was it packing up shop and yeah. and shutting down the business and stuff or what? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, you know, closing everything down and, you know. Tying up loose ends. Yeah, and, and, you know, really, you know, getting on the plane. It's like, you know, am I'm I really, really doing, doing this? this. Yeah, yeah, like it is. We all have the same thing. It's a yeah. step, you know, and, and I mean, you know, it's a literal step. You know, like it, it is... You know, you stand there and you think to yourself, "Yeah, is this the right thing to be doing?" Like, yeah, yeah. you know, it, it and it really is that whole, you know, well, let's just do it. Yeah. You know, like there's no no turning back, right? Like this is what it is. This is life now. You know, and uh, to be honest, coming here to me felt exactly the same as going from Scotland to Canada. Oh. And, and I know that sounds... That was one of my questions. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that sounds a little weird because people think, oh, we're going from Scotland. How different can it be? Well, night and day. Yeah. You know, going from Scotland yeah. to Canada. But a lot of similarities at the same time. There's similarities, but, you know... No, it's I'll, different. I'll it's be different, honest with you. Like, yeah. everything is different. Like, it was just... Even the house... At least you can speak English. Well, no, see, that's the thing. That's Nobody what, understood you. That's what you don't understand. Like, people have no idea what I'm saying. Like, you know, you're talking to somebody and they're just doing exactly what Brian, they're just nodding. Mm. Okay, like, at least like, you can read. That was a no question. Yeah, yeah, you know, that wasn't a yes question. Yeah. You know, like, that was a no question. Yeah. You know, like, come on. You know, yeah. and these people are just standing there, just, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's like, okay, I'm done talking. Yeah. Man. You don't understand the word I'm saying. Uh, you know, it, and, you know, it, it was, it was, you know, going going to Canada was a total culture shock in my mind. Mm. You know, like people say, oh, well, culture shock come to Korea. Yes, but same, you know, like everything is different. Like how people, even humor is different, you know. I think I think those would be some of the most obvious ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like humor was just, people don't get sarcasm in, well, in BC anyway, you know. Like, I don't know West where Coast. you get you from, but, you know, sarcasm <laughs> was, like, totally over their heads. Yeah. You know, it's like, you're being, it's like, I'm joking. You know, now, 
thank that's, God, you know. Oh, like, that must be a Scottish thing. Yeah, like I, I don't know, like that's ninety percent of what I say is sarcastic here. Well, and then you have to be. I'm joking. It's it's okay. You know, and, and how many times I had to say, look, I'm joking. Relax. You know, calm yeah. down. Like you, you went from zero to a hundred in like five <laughs> seconds here. You know, and I'm, I'm joking. You know, like calm. You know, like everything's cool. You know. So yeah. do you think um, your early move to Canada? I mean, having that experience under your belt helped you when you're coming here I in, think in, a, in adapting. Yeah, yeah, you know, like, but to say, you know, it was the same because I, uh, no apples and oranges. Because yeah. Korean, culture, you know, going to Korea is totally you know, <laughs> right. It's, it's not the same as going to Canada. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's not what I meant by that. Huh. But uh, you know, it, it's funny. You know, you you come here and you, ex- I, I don't even know what I was expecting. Mm. You know, that's that's the funny part. You know, it's like, I don't even know what I was expecting to to see or do, mm. or, you know, but, you know, coming that, here. Coming with no expectations is probably the best way to come, right? <laughs> yeah, well, for sure, you know. Uh, I think the only thing that I, you know, really struggled with in the beginning was uh, how much food you had to eat. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, you know, I, I, like, I'll admit it, I'm a big guy, mm. you know. And I think I eat a lot of food. Mm. But compared to Koreans, I eat nothing. Yeah. You yeah. Know, I, I don't even eat. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's amazing how much food these people can pack away. Like, I'm just like, holy shit. Like, how can you keep eating? Like, maybe you guys are used <clears> to it. Now, but, you know, to me, it was like, you know, I, I ate, you know, for me, wake up in the morning. This is in Canada. Wake up, you know, go to Tim Hortons, you know, bagel, you know, maybe, you know, something to drink, mm. you know, and go to work lunchtime sandwich mm. you know tim hortons probably or subway <laughs> right yeah. like something basic and then dinner time was like your average one plate dinner yeah, yeah. you know but come to korea is like you know for breakfast they're eating dinner you know? <laughs> yeah. like i was like, eating, i ate soup this morning i was like this is so weird i never would have <laughs> ate soup for breakfast yeah. you know and then lunch like fuck they're eating two dinners yeah. and, then, and then dinner's a barbecue you know, like, you know it's just unbelievable uh, the amount of food to eat just blows my mind yeah. you know and and that's why I, I said to my mom i was like yeah i was like you know they say i don't eat my mom's like, yeah, you don't eat. You, know? like, you can eat for Scotland, you know. Kind of thing, you know? Like, but you know, she's like, well, if I go there, they'll think I don't eat at all. You yeah. know, like she has a very simple breakfast. You know, yeah. like, and she's like, yeah, I, I don't know how you do it. Like, breakfast is a meal here. Oh, man. it's like it's it's a full on. You know, like this is we're doing this. This is like freaking Christmas dinner style. Yeah. You know, like, all the pots and pans are out. Fucking, you yeah. know. Like enough dishes for the whole community. Yeah. <laughs> my, my big thing when I came here, I didn't know how many side dishes like was appropriate to eat. I, yeah. I was hungry when I came. Yeah. There wasn't much I was yeah. I was into eating, but yeah. um, I didn't know. I'm like, if I take, am I taking too much kimchi? Am I, yeah. you know, am I eating too much of this, too yeah. much of that? But yeah. I like going to the restaurants. They refill twenty side dishes all night. Yeah, well, that's, yeah. I remember so telling them too. First, you get home, you get a piece of bread, and they refill your bread. <laughs> Yeah. Here you get half your meal is just yeah. free refills. No, like eat, even all, and it's all the healthy stuff. Yeah, it's amazing how much healthy food they have. Like, and that's what I keep telling. Like, even my mom. Like, the reason you know, like they have all this. It's all clean food. Like, it's all you know, mm. fresh. 
you know that like cream cheese bagel is like the same oh, calories and shit as all that whole breakfast that's what I was about to say. Yeah, the whole breakfast and my bagel you know are about the same <laughs> yeah. yeah you know and oh, it's amazing though like the amount of side dishes like as you said like poof, just yeah. blew my mind it's like this is insane and there's a lot of different work. than the scotland canada book <laughs> oh yeah like you know, like I'm, I'm used to okay you know like back home my mom decided for breakfast we're going to have like a full scottish breakfast okay it sounds great you know, but it's nothing compared to what yeah. we eat here. Mm. Like, you know, you'll get some, yeah, a little bit of bacon, some eggs, you know, and a little bit of sausage, you know. Yeah. It's like, okay, you know, a little bit of bread. Oh, great. Big breakfast, all full. That, that's, a hell, that's a hell of a breakfast. Oh, yeah. sure. That's a hell of a breakfast, you know, but that's just the freaking first course here. Yeah. You know? like, we're just getting started. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. like, I, I don't know how many times I've been like, like get have soup. What are they bringing now? Like, yeah. what is, like, why? You know, yeah. we don't need this. Oh. You know, like you go to a restaurant and they're like, oh, this, this, this. Like, why are you ordering six dishes? You know, you get, you can't not have more than enough food to, to oh. feed. And even when you next funny ones are when you, when you go to the buffet and then you go for a, a drink after or something, they, they say, okay, what do you want? And if you're with Koreans, they'll order one or two drinking foods or like, yeah. not yeah. appetizer. What do you call them? Cider, anju. Anju, drinking food, whatever, drinking yeah. food. And you're like, but dude, we just destroyed a buffet. Yeah. And yeah. we're coming to hang out and have a beer, which is going to make me more full. But we don't need like three baskets of <laughs> of food to eat. Like, yeah. aren't you full? And they just pound it, man. Oh, all night. Did you ever go for the Hueshik with uh, kickboxing? Kickboxing team? Yeah. Dude, you'd go out and it'd be like full. Yeah. Same thing. Full meat dinner. You're like, three oh, places can't move. <laughs> yeah. And then it's next. Oh, let's eat clams or some. <laughs> whatever oh man it just keeps going no, and going just just mind-blowing for me like that as i said that was one of the hardest it's like how much food do i need to eat yeah. you know to be accepted into this culture yeah. you know, like, what you know i really have to up my game here yeah. you know well and i tell him hey i'm not short for food like no I, i'm i'm okay i'm good yeah. it's not like you think i'm not eating come yeah. on well i can definitely eat you know like back in camp like i one meal a day i was I was happy, yeah. you know. Like that's more than enough for me, yeah. you know. But it was just like, yeah, coming. Like, if you don't eat three meals a day, frick, you're starving. Yeah, you know. Like, but that's all. Yeah. But. Back, back to the deal. You, know, you said coming, and you said, yeah, I felt the same. Remember that? We came pretty young. I mean, coming at but 20, I felt I felt coming, pressure at home. No, no, no I'm, I'm not, not saying. Yeah, I'm not saying no pressure at all. But um, I think. Just coming at it in your early twenties or something, to know, hey, I don't like it. I just come straight back home or whatever. But yep. to have a, a business or, or a couple of businesses and set up and and in in the the groove kind of yeah. to yeah. pack up shop is a lot different than you know being a lost 23, 25 year old or or not lost and yeah. just looking for something new or adventure. I, I think the that that would give me a lot more anxiety doing what you did, and uh, and and packing up shop because I think wow, that's a whole different thing getting reestablished at thirty seven than it is at uh, twenty three. Yeah, it was thirty six when I came. Thirty six, sir. Eighty five. Korean age. Korean age. Eighty six. Eighty six. Just turned thirty seven. Just turned thirty seven. Last week. Oh, happy birthday! Happy birthday to you. Happy yeah, birthday to you. Yeah. So once you got on that plane, what was uh, was there a sense of relief? Is there when did you feel like 
okay, I'm going to be okay. It wasn't the heat in Incheon. <laughs> went with. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> Had a panic attack on the way here. <laughs> Got off the plane. I was like, fuck, I'm going back. I need cold. <laughs> no, it was a... Uh, no, I'd say... And I felt more at home here. Like, I felt things were going to be okay. Yeah. And, Is this what we talked about last time? Like, nobody cares? Yeah. You're a nobody. You can do whatever you want. Nobody yeah, knows. Yeah. Nobody. There's no expectations. You're just... Yeah, and, and you don't subconsciously have to understand and listen to everybody and all their their, their whatever yeah. they're talking about. It's just ah. we say like when we get here, we kind of feel free. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I can pick or choose which conversations to join or which yeah. people to engage with, and yeah. I don't have to worry or think about anybody else. And I'm different, so if yeah. I'm if they think I'm weird, I am weird. Yeah, because I'm not like all of you guys. But but, but if, yeah. you know, going into it, sorry, hmm. but uh, you know, that's the same as going for me going from Scotland to Canada. Right. Yeah. I was different. Yeah. I was weird. You know, I talked different. Did you feel free? Did you feel... I did because, you know, at, in Scotland, you know, I was nobody, you know. Like going to Canada, it was like everybody wanted to talk to me. <laughs> so all of a sudden, you know, I'm the Scot. It's like, fuck, I don't like talking to people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I shouldn't say that. No, it's not true. You know, I like talking. But the reality is, is, you know, it was like everybody wanted to talk to me. Yeah. Everybody wanted to hear the Scottish accent. Everybody wanted to, oh, what do you do? (laughs) Like, everybody wanted to talk to me. It's like, you know, this is cool, you know? So coming here, you know, to be honest, I feel like people are more scared of me than anything else. It's like everybody's so shy, you know, like everybody, you know, gives you your space, which is amazing. But as you said, yeah, like you feel almost free, like to invent yourself to whatever you want to be. So that, imagine if you had that mindset growing up and like you just I, I think you worry about what your family thinks what your friends think what your community thinks imagine if everyone could have that mindset growing up yeah. wherever you grew up that would be I think there'd be a lot uh, less anger and hate and sadness in the world man if you could grow up and and just be who you are without yeah. having to move halfway across the well, world well see that, that's the nice thing about you know for me growing up is you know uh, my mom and dad never really put any pressure on us to be a lawyer, a doctor, you mm. know, like you have to be a fucking dentist or a firefighter, or, you know, be what you want to be. Mm. Find something you like and do that, mm. you know, and that was my dad's, like, even today, you ask my dad, he'll tell you the exact same thing. What do you like to do? Well, do that, you know, yeah. like find a way to do it, you know, yep. and, uh, you know, and, and that's kind of been my mindset, you know, my whole life, right, is, you know, find something you like and do it. Yep. You know, but then I find we've kind of gotten to that point now at yeah. home. I think like it's there's not as much pressure or as many people being pressured into the, the mainstream yeah. jobs there. But is there a reverse effect where you said do what I want? I'm playing my yeah. League of Legends on yeah. my on my computer on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> so is that like right? Do what you want. I'm gonna be a gamer. Yeah. I but think there's some, still a lot of hesitation for parents when every kid says they want to be a YouTuber now. <laughs> but the reality ideally will set in when they can't buy anything or they can't uh, afford a life, or even even the basic necessities of life. But if the government's going to take care of you and give oh, you a, give you a free uh, UBI, then maybe it is okay. Yeah, I was going to say like then you got to learn to hustle and that and yeah. I don't. There's a lot of hustlers, but I don't think it's the the majority of people aren't aren't prepared to go out and hustle. Imagine if they do do that UBI. Yeah. Like there's, it, it's such a good idea on on some in some respects, but another one's like, don't shouldn't you have to do something to to get something? Yeah, I don't know. 
There, know, there's no I, satisfaction in, in just getting everything for free. I know yeah. it's it's come up a few times, but I one popped on my thing the other day, mm. and it was whatever ten years or whatever it is. AI will take out thirty or forty percent, and I know you're gonna go, oh, pendulum swings, different yeah. jobs created, but. When you look at the chat GPT and and now it seems like there's like 40 apps in the last two months that have just made everything you knew obsolete. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can make cartoon strips, poems, this, that, lawyer defenses. It just passed the law exam I saw that. At, at Stanford or somewhere. <laughs> um, it's got legal defenses now. Guys are going in and read their own their own defense without a lawyer. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh, my and, God. And, and guys have won the case. Like it, so it... I don't know. We can say, and your opinion is always, it's, well, it'll create other jobs. It will, but <laughs> but this is kind of power. And this is just a like a prototype. Nah. It's not even the real deal. They're just yeah. out there. Yeah. And they said, you know, if Google if Google puts theirs together or, or they're doing it, yeah. imagine how much more info they have than these guys. <laughs> there's been people searching for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. Trillions of searches. Yeah. They got... Yeah. So theirs will be way more powerful. Wild. So in that case, UBI might be necessary. But uh, that's good. But won't people have more satisfaction? Or well, maybe people will want to work. But that's your argument. You'll want to. You'll find something you want to do that you need to do. Yeah. Well, that's it. And it is to find something that, in my mind, yeah, you want to do. Mm. But also, there is a, you know, I need to work. I need money. Hmm. So you're going to go work at Burger King. You're hmm. going to go work at McDonald's. Not saying they're shitty jobs, but, you know, hmm. people are going to still do them no matter what. You know, I'm old. I don't want to work anymore, really. Hmm. I want to work part-time. Hey, I'm going to go work at McDonald's. Why? Yeah. Well, they pay money, you know, yeah. like, and it's simple as that, right? Yeah. Or I just want to talk to people. So being at McDonald's, I can mop the floor, clean the tables, and, hey, I can talk to talk to my friends who come in to have coffee, right? I, I miss working at restaurants for that reason. You go hang out with your uh, with your coworkers, friend comes to visit. Yeah, that's That's, that's my students' moms now and my students yeah. and the office ladies and yeah. anybody else I can yeah. uh, borrow an ear. Yeah, well, that's it. Yeah. You, you were in the construction business there for a while, but you also had a very successful kilt. Yeah. Kilt making business? Yeah. Kilt. Kilt shop, yeah. Kilt shop, yeah. Um, what can you tell us a little bit about that? Pretty interesting, pretty unique. Oh, it was interesting. There's no question. You know. I think I read they were all handmade. Is that correct? Yeah. yeah. So, like I and the biggest shop in Canada, or no? It was. I think we were doing the most kilts hmm. in Canada for sure at one time. Yeah. Uh, but the reality is, is a. I started it simply because I wanted a kilt for myself. Mm. And I couldn't afford to buy one, but uh, how how much are they? Well, at that time they were like fifteen hundred dollars. Holy shit! Buy, right? Uh, that's like a proper. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, I think I wore one for a Halloween costume. Hand stitched. Well, this is hand stitched, <laughs> made to measure, like okay, my okay. family tartan, right? Mm. Uh, and that was a, this was like twenty years ago now. Okay. Right, and uh, when I was looking into it, and then I think it was like twenty one, twenty two, and decided. Well, you know, I looked to buy one because I was 17 when I was looking at first. Mm-hmm. And then I thought, you know, I looked to buy one and it was like a thousand bucks, you know, can really down because the Canadian dollar had, you know, really changed. Because mm-hmm. when I first went to Canada, it was like you could get for one pound was double. Yeah. $15. Yeah. You, know, you, know, <laughs> so, you know, like you were getting a lot of money, right? And, uh, but then, you know, the dollar really came up in value and, mm-hmm. you know, 
but anyway, the price changed. It was like a thousand bucks. But at that time, you know, you could get pop-ups on your computer mm. and not pop this book on how to make kilts. I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. You know, I was working for TELUS at the time, right? Yeah, yeah. In the, the Handphone shop. Cell phone industry. Well, this is, you know, when I worked for TELUS, that was when, you know, you could make big, big bucks. Like, uh-huh. it wasn't, you know, the tiddlywinks that they're doing now, you know, like, <laughs> You know, if I this is when people were signing up for for phones, sales, right? right? So this this wasn't you know the this wasn't where everybody's coming in. And they already have one and they're changing phones like yeah. like candy. You know, mm. like this is where you went in and like this was a pro. It's like fucking buying a car. Yeah, you know? yeah, and you like signed your life away. Yeah, you know, like even for me as a sales rep, like if I missed a signature, hey, you're responsible for the price of that phone. Oh, you know, kind of shit, right? Wow. Like, so you had to make sure like you had all the signatures, like everything, because. One signature missing, that person, you know, that contract's now null and void, right? Oh, so that customer phones in and says, hey, you know, uh, cancel my contract. And they were, you know, oh, yeah, signature missing, cancel, you know. Oh. Then I'm responsible, you know. And the phones yep. were like, there's the Blackberry with the roller on the side, yeah, you know. No Blackberry. Like, you know, uh, I think they were like 2000 bucks or something, like, yep. if you were buying it, you yep. know. It wasn't on contract, you know. So I was responsible for that. You know, but each contract signed one person up, and I could make like two hundred bucks. Yep. You know, like one sitting. Get so a couple. Like, hey, this is insane. Couple in there a day. That's yeah. not bad cash. So, so to me, you know, I was sitting at my computer, and you know, we weren't really that busy. So I was like, ah, search. You know, so I, uh, I popped this book. I go, see how much material is. So I searched. You know, this website in Scotland. I can buy my family tartan. You know, can buy enough to make two kilts for like. It was like five hundred bucks, you know, total. Yeah. You know, for this, for the two lens. Did I realize how much work I was going to be doing? You know, so I got this book, got the material, uh, sat down at the dining room table, and three hundred hours later, I had something that resembled a kilt. kilt. <laughs> you know, I was like, oh, this is great. You know, so I made the one for myself, but I still had material left, and I was going to make one for my dad, and. Uh, but I said, like, I'll just wait. And I went to Scotland and never thought of making kilts as a business ever. Mm. You know, like this is, you don't wake up in the morning and you go, hey, I'm going to sell some kilts today. I'm fucking start a kilt making business. Yeah. You know, like this is the best idea ever, mm. you know. And, you know, the route is, went to Scotland and we were touring, I think I was with, yeah, with my mom, you know, and we were touring this uh, factory in Scotland that makes bagpipes, mm. right? And, uh, we're going through and this old guy, you know, he's like 90 years old and he's shown us the, the bagpipe making machines and, you know, they, they used to turn the pieces and stuff. Mm. It's like, oh, the big lace and stuff. Like, that's amazing. And then he takes it into this other part and they do like kilt rentals, mm. you know. And he's like, oh, you know, these are all the kilts. And I said, like, oh, I've, I've made a kilt, you know. Light bulb moment. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's, all, he's like, you've made a kilt? Like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh. You need to like stop everything you're doing in your life and focus on kilt making. He says because mm. you know right right now like for every five you know these you know hand stitched kilts kilt makers mm. you know for every five that die only one you know takes it up kind of thing. You oh know? Wow. So we're it's a dying yeah, breed, market, yeah. you know and. Uh, so I was like, oh, okay, you know. But he's like, oh, don't take my word for it. Go see my buddy. You know, he owns a shop in Paisley. Go see him. So I took my kilt up there and you know, showed him. And he's like, oh, this is, you know, for the first time. He says, that's that's amazing. Yeah. You know, like, you've done a really good job. He says, but you need to refine it. He says, so go to this. There's a kilt-making school in northern Scotland. 
This sounds like a fucking video game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> nah, okay. it sounds good. Give me the number. So he gave me the number of this place. Uh, middle of fucking nowhere. Yeah, this yeah. Farm building. Uh, you know, fuck all to do with fucking anything. Yeah. Like, and I'm not kidding. Like, it was this. Middle of nowhere. Yeah. Right? I was like, okay, I'll go here. I think it was a place called Keith. Yeah. Right? It's called the Keith Kilt Making School. That's right. Yeah. So I phoned this, this lady. And she said, oh, yeah. You know, class starts next week. Come on. You know. Okay. Sweet. So. Went up there a couple of weeks. She, you know, pretty much goes through all the different steps. This is what you need to do and all this kind of stuff. And she's like, now practice. That's it. Yeah. You know, there's nothing else to learn. How yeah. old were you, you at know? that point? I think I was 21, 22. I was going to say, what yeah. What did the folks think or how did you get time off school? But obviously you weren't, you were no, finished. Uh, and yeah, I had everything done, yeah. So you were just on holidays from TELUS and... Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, I was actually... Went to Scotland where I was going to be there for like three months. Uh-huh. But I ended up, well, sorry, I was going to be there for six months, but I ended up being there for three months, you know, because visiting my mom and dad and, you know, mm. seeing everybody. I hadn't been there for a long time, right? Mm. So, you know, uh, <clears throat> but so, yeah, it's like, okay, you know. Your, your mom and dad were still there? My mom and dad still live in Scotland. Ah. Yeah. No, I was the only, oh. I know this is a bit of a sidetrack, but, you know, I was put on a plane at 15 years old, you know, yeah, see you, son, have a good life in Canada, you know, yeah, mm. so that's a different story, we'll come back to yeah. it, but, you know, anyway. Didn't we have someone else like that? Yeah, yeah the guy who sent his kids to Ghana or somewhere. Yeah. The kid went to school, like, six months in Australia, yeah. a year in New Zealand, yeah. and then six years in China, wow. and then Ghana. And then no, oh, it was just His bump, parents bump, bump, just bump. sent them to boarding schools all over. <laughs> but that, doesn't that? That's uh, yeah. yeah. Sometimes I wish though at okay, sixteen we'll get, I would have got a yeah. kick in the ass. Again. We'll get back to. It. I yeah. want to keep hearing the kilt school. Yeah. So yeah, I went when, to the, the kilt but, school. Yeah. So when you did, was there a that moment like holy shit I can do it twenty something years old you're oh, not think still not thinking about a kilt shop. God no. Uh, this was a. It was almost like okay, it's going to be a cool hobby. Mm. You know, like there's going to be. Something that I can do that most other people would not like. People would think, "Oh, that looks easy," but can't do it. Mm. You know, and uh, the reality is, is a uh, like when we went back to when I went back to Canada, uh, I was making kilts just for fun, and a friend of mine it's for the girlfriends. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine who was teaching me bagpipes. Yeah. Uh, he said to me, uh, you know, a friend of mine got a kilt made, but it's too short. Mm. He's like, can you make one for him? Send it to Give it Korea. to my girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, that sounds good. You know, like, I'll, I'll make one for him. So I made one for him. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, his band is like five pipe bands all together. Mm. Right. He says, can you make kilts for them? <laughs> I okay. need 70 kilts. <laughs> you know, like, okay. You know, so we made a few, made a few more kilts, and then all of a sudden, uh, it was this snowball effect. This right? is at 20, 23, 24, yeah, something? Yeah, 25, yeah, yeah, you know, and and then all of a sudden... How does that mix with the Crown Royal and the joints? <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, freaking... Okay, let's go to the nightclub. I got a couple of kilts to make <laughs> No, that, that was the story of the whole, you know, working construction, you know, making kilts at night, you know, that's for the whole... Huh. You know, 24 hours a day freaking working yeah. came into it right and wow. uh, so how long to make one pretty much two days and yeah. when you say hand stitched you say you buy so I buy the like family eight yards of material family tartan and then it's all 
sewn by hand. Every stitch is by hand. Yeah. No sewing machines, no nothing. What's the difference right? if you do it with a sewing machine? What's sewing the difference? Hmm. Using a sewing machine stiffens up the look. So you use a, it just looks wrong. doesn't fit right. Cause every, can you tell as soon as you see one? Oh, for sure. 100%. You can see. You can uh, see it. What percentage of the kilts do you think are hand-stitched via the... Oh, I'd say like 2% are hand-stitched. Oh, yeah. And what's like, the difference in price? Probably half the price. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It, you know, for sure, you know, it does save time doing it on a machine, but it's not the authentic traditional way but people seek it out right you know people are looking for it you know this is what i want how much does it cost never a factor Mm. right because they know (laughs) right this is i'm i'm going to be paying big you know and you buy one in your life no yes and no (laughs) well i i was going to equate it to a korean hanbok yeah like you get one for your wedding and then you're like yeah in a sense yeah you know like some Mm. people buy one but other people you know oh well you know most families like McPhail Tartan, we have like four, oh, okay. five different ones. Yeah. You know, so there's five different ones. And uh, some people want like, well, one for this occasion, one for that occasion. And, you know, I need this to match this pair of shoes. And, you know, oh, okay, like, okay. people start accessorizing. Okay, right? okay. Like I, but isn't there just one family Tartan? Or you mean there's five different styles or? Five different styles. So the patterns. Like, well, no, the Tartan is the same. Just the colors change. Right. So for McPhail, there's like a ancient and a hunting, right? Which are kind of like... A what? McPhail ancient, McPhail uh, hunting. Ancient, uh-huh. And then there's a McPhail red. So it's like a red color. Yeah. And then there's a McPhail ancient red. Christmas. There's a McPhail muted. Basically, it looks yeah. like Christmas. Yeah. yeah. You know? So, you know, it's interesting, right? So there's different colors. So, so the pattern represents the family name? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and they're I've all. I've never, I've never paid that much attention, but I just assume they're all very similar. All, Are they or no? They're similar, yes, but each, each kilt, there's a certain amount of thread, right? Per, per set, per repeat. You know how tartan is symmetrical, right? Tartan is symmetrical, but each is calculated and submitted to the Scottish government. Right, so the government actually maintains. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, these, these patterns, right? It, it's like an NFT for your kilt yeah. with your and, jack yeah. size. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can design a new one, yeah. but you have to submit it to the government. Yeah. The government checks it and makes sure it's not. Goes, hey, this is too close to this. Mm. Reevaluate. Oh, you know? Okay. Like or yeah, no, so that's perfect. Those three three stripes going down here, and then yeah. a big black block might yeah, be. Yeah, but a, then also yeah. it comes down to how many threads, right? So, well, this one has 10 threads and this one has two, mm. you know. So, all of a sudden, it's not the same, but it's the same, Okay. you know. <laughs> so, when you're <clears throat> when you're looking to have your family tartan uh, produced or manufactured, yeah. you there's factories that you, you send them the kind of blueprints? No. So, what it is is there's factories in Scotland that mm. produce tartan in mass, right? Okay. So, most bolts of tartan will be about 50... 60 meters, mm. right, of tartan. And uh, there's some, and this is the term that's used, run of the mill, right? Mm. So your stereotypical, you know, McDonald, Stuart, you know, like yeah, yeah. all these tartans that are readily available, mm. right? Like, like Troy McDonald? Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so, so McDonald, popular, right? Uh, easy email, mm. I need 
eight yards of McDonald. Yeah. Okay. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Or two inches of Troy McDonald. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. So then shots fired. Yeah. Then they'll just send you know this length of material. Oh, okay. You know. So when when I get it, you make sure it's right, and then. You know, you take the person's measurements, so all their measurements yeah, yeah. to make the kill, and then you make the kill, you know, to their measurements. Eight yards of McPhail hunting. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. I like it. And that's that's what you do, right? Like you order, Sweet. You order that, and it comes, and yeah. So I obviously had, uh, you know, different mills that I had uh, wholesale accounts through, right? So Sweet. Oh, yeah. No, there, there's a lot to it. That's cool. And it, the reality is, is I did not realize what I was getting into, mm. you know. And once I, a ball starts rolling, people... I thought this was some little, like, hobby, you know, like, I still have to do, you know, but... So you made the pipe team set, and then when did it turn into a factory? Well, it realistically turned into a business uh, when I was about 28 years old, you know, roughly. You How know? many were you making until that point? Were you making <laughs> uh, 10, 20 a year, or 50? Or? Oh, no, we were probably making probably about, yeah, 50, 60 a year at that time. But I mean, was there someone, was there someone, were you making 50, 60 by yourself? Uh, like hand stitching 60 by yourself or well, did you have other people working with you? Other people working. Yeah. Mm. But uh, the reality is, is it was a small, small team. Yeah. Who, who were the typical clients? Was it all Canadians or was there people back home or how hard are they to find? You said one or 2%. That well, would once, tell me one, there's not many people. Once you're online, they probably oh, find no, you. Once you're online, it's pretty. They find uh, you. Yeah. Oh yeah. They seek you out. Like we even had people come and. Like from Texas, no you know? way. Oh yeah, to to buy a kilt, you know. No way. Like, uh, the majority are Canadians, though, or the hunting kilts. Yeah, the majority Canadians. Yes. Mostly pipers, or just guys looking for. A... No, people getting married. Mostly biggest market married. So do you married. do you make a connection with the customers? Like they're obviously Scottish. Yeah? Oh, let, let me tell you, like <clears throat> most of the people who I've <clears throat> sold kilts to, like we're on first name terms okay yeah, you know that, like uh, i would have thought so yeah yeah you know when you get to know somebody you know uh i should say locally who brought them you know came to the the store and checked it out and yeah you know like it's like finding a tim hortons here yeah you... <laughs> they all come for the experience too like it was an experience yeah you know absolutely uh, a little bit of scotland and canada yeah. you know and that's what you know i was going for it right that was the whole do you get a shot of Jameson's with every kilt or? Well, you could have, yeah, if you wanted. <laughs> but, but Jameson's is Irish, though, I think, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> McElhaney's or yeah. McElhaney's? McElhaney's, yeah. I wanted to ask you one about getting your first one. Is that like a a, a passage into right adulthood passage. or is that a, <laughs> is that when, you know what I mean? Like, is that a special thing? I think in Korea you get, now the handbooks are kind of, you get the Mickey Mouse ones for the kindergartens, but I think getting your, first humbug is a cherished kind of thing and it's a special for some people right who really cherish the scottish heritage right uh you know grandma would come in with the grandson and you know oh i want to get my grandson a, a kilt for yeah for uh, yeah for graduation or you know he's getting married or you know whatever yeah that whole that you know it's really special you know and the amount of people that were standing crying was just astronomical yeah. you know it's like at the price well, no, <laughs> it was kind of more, you know, like, you're right. The passage from, you know, being a kid to yeah. a man, right? Yeah. You know, and I remember the first time we did a lot of weddings, mm. right? And 
people dressing up in uh, you know rentals, rental kilts and things like that. The first wedding party came in and it was like like these guys were rough looking, mm. like rough, <laughs> you know. And I was like. I don't know if these kilts are going to do these guys justice, mm. you know, like, you know, <laughs> or they're going to do my kilts justice, you know. Yeah. So I'm looking at you, I'm like, oh, no. you know, okay, we'll give this a go. And we dressed them up, you know, like, well, we took all the measurements and come back, put the kilts and stuff on them before the wedding. And we're like, holy shit. You look know, like new like, men. These guys, who are these guys? Where yeah. did they come from, you know? <laughs> like, Sweet. And that's the kind of reality of it, right? Yeah. But, Oh, it was so funny. Yeah, just amazing the amount of, you know, people you would see that were just so happy to wear a kilt. You yeah. Know? It's like, I'm not even Scottish and I, you know, wear kilts kind yeah, of It goes back to what you were talking about earlier, playing hockey in Korea. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, you get that, you get a little taste of that home. feeling. Oh, yeah. for sure. Did you sell many to people who weren't Scottish? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, because you see, I mean, you can see john smith wearing one and yeah. and uh you know you think is that what do they call it now cultural appropriation, appropriation. Yeah. is that okay now to, i mean people look at the kilt and it means one thing and it's special and it's cool and it's unique and just like yeah. the kimono is but it seems when you wear the wrong one you get you get canceled pretty quick and <laughs> it, it depends which one you're wearing and which country it's from if it's cancelable or not um, you stop a guy, you're counting his threads, you're like, son of a bitch, that's a McPhail. Yeah. No, that, <laughs> that's a that's, McPhail red. What do you do when they come in? You just uh, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, pick a family or get adopted or what? In a sense, but there's also uh, neutral tartans, right? Adopted tartans. So there's a... Uh, Unadopted tartans. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's actually a Canadian tartan called the Maple Leaf tartan. Right. Right? And uh, it's actually a kind of national symbol, just like the beaver. You know, it is. I'm not kidding. Like, you you can laugh, but it's true. Mm. You know, like, it is an actual national symbol of Canada. You know, it's this maple leaf tartan. And, uh, you know, like, if somebody comes in, hey, you know, I I have no family connection anywhere. Mm. You know, is there certain tartans? Yeah, there's, you know, for one, Canadian tartan. Mm. Oh, I don't like it. Okay. Well, there's district tartans. There's city tartans. Mm. There's, you know, there's so many. Like, even WestJet has a fucking tartan thunder bay you know? tartan like you know and, and that that's the thing you know like all these different you know organizations make tartans and things but some of them and that's what i should say this are restricted so like the WestJet tartan mm. you know WestJet has a tartan because they put it on their airplane when they started flying to scotland mm. you know uh, but it's restricted nobody else can use it apart from WestJet. Mm. they have to register that with the scottish oh, government yeah. oh big time yeah. but i think so so what is, how is that can we can we register an ulsan tartan oh for sure oh let's do it 100 percent. let's yeah, do it like yeah. we can design one we can design one we can register it we can get it made i would no love problem. to do that you know oh, it's dude, just yeah. stupid expensive you know <laughs> uh, how, yeah how is that perceived among among the scottish people i mean i think it's cool if people think you know what we wear is cool i think it, if westjet wears that on their flights to scotland i think that's awesome yeah. But is that when you start getting, you know, the Ulsan tartan and the WestJet tartan and the McDonald's tartan, yeah. I mean, Ronald McDonald, is, is that like, hey, you're taking away from the th- authenticity of our culture? Or if is anything, that, it deepens it. Okay, I just or want to say, that, say one thing. When I say McDonald's tartan, I'm not talking about <laughs> McDonald's, just, just to be clear. Yellow, yellow and red. Yeah, yeah just, just to be clear. It's not McDonald's we're talking about. No fucking burger tartan. Yeah, you know, Big Mac fucking. Little yeah. Big Macs. It's, it's yellow and red cross pattern. Yeah. Little splashes but, of white. Yeah. 
<laughs> but when you're talking about Scottish culture, I don't know if you guys know much about Scotland and the people and but no Scotland basically I, invaded. I saw Braveheart invaded the world. You know? <laughs> so there's Scottish people everywhere, you know. Like in every area, you'll find one Scottish guy. Yeah, you know, and it's just it, it's hilarious. You know, like you go somewhere, you expect never to see one. Like in being here, and you're oh fuck, there's another Scottish guy in Scotland. Okay. It's like plain okay. Perfect, you know, like you know, what I mean, like that. And the Scottish girl here too, in yeah, yeah. yeah, but the reality is, is there's, you know, Scottish people have been all over the world, mm. you know, and I think as a nation, I don't want to speak for the everybody of Scotland, but I know we're a very inclusive culture, mm. you know, like we want to include everybody, you know, and uh, like there's so many different tartans for different people, like even the name Sing, right, Sing. Yeah, very prominent name, you know. Yeah, they have a turn, you know. Like uh, I think even, you know, different organizations. Like it's amazing how many have turns, mm. you know, that are not Scottish mm. origin, know, yeah. origins. You know, yeah. like and it's amazing how inclusive it is, right? And to see somebody wearing a kilt, nobody's ever going to be like, "Hey, you're not Scottish." Never say. Yeah. Well, that's I. I saw. Yeah. I saw the. I don't even know where the heck I was. Some random festival or, or the park or something one day, and I heard freaking bagpipes. And I went, who the hell is playing bagpipes in the middle of Ulsan? Yeah. And I found out where, I, I mean, I love the bagpipes. And yeah. there's so many, not nostalgia, but so many, there's a couple of songs that you would think of automatically, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I'd say like a Canada Day parade at home. Oh, yeah. But even an Amazing Grace yeah. or, or at a, funerals. I mean, yeah. lots of funerals at home. Yeah. But just that you go, oh, yeah. I know that. It, it's yeah. such a, I don't know, comforting feeling, but you just, you know it. Yeah. And there was these four Korean guys and I went over and talked to them. I'm like, how the heck did you guys learn to play the bagpipes? Yeah. Like what? Did, and and one of them had visited Scotland and got interested and thought it's going to be his new hobby. They like to yeah. do that here. Different yeah. niches start a new oh, thing. For sure, yeah. And they had kilts on, and I was kind of like, this is kind of cute. Yeah. These Korean yeah. guys wearing yeah. their kilts, playing the yeah. bagpipes. Yeah. Um, but nobody knows if they're Scottish Korean or, or real Korean. Or so it turns out they were just a bunch of or four Korean guys, yeah. and uh, they made their own Scottish pipe band. Yeah. But yeah, that's awesome. So I said to my wife that if I die here, yeah. I want those guys. Play, what a yeah. funeral that would be yeah. compared to the regular Korean one. Oh, <laughs> I want these pipe guys at yeah. my funeral. Yeah. If oh, I sure. die before my time, yeah. find this bagpipe band and bring them to my funeral. Yeah, yeah for sure. And, and, you know, like, as I said, I've always thought Scotland has been an inclusive culture. You know, like, we never turn our backs on anybody. Mm. You know, you want to be part of it? Come on. You know, you want to wear a kilt? All the power to you. I think that's yeah. most that's most cultures, man. I think there's there's oh, a handful of angry people at home that say like you can't braid your hair, you can't wear a sombrero. But then you go, you've seen the the viral videos. They go down. It's like, outrageous. Do you have any any problem with me wearing this hat? Like, oh, you look great. You know, like you wear a kimono. The they. Go I think to, that's just a Western thing or just a <coughs> North American thing. It's I don't woke, I don't get a it. Woke thing. So yeah. so when you turn yeah. this into a business and like the maximum capacity or maximum production how many people working how many people stitching is it is it everyone there full-time or is this kind of like a part-time gig on the side everyone's coming at night and doing or what? oh no like it was it was a full-time thing but we didn't have very many people because the reality is is you can only train, train so many people well that's that's the problem hmm. and then it's what's the quality like 
you know, mm. is the quality good, quality bad? You know, like are their stitches tight or are they not tight? Are they falling apart? Okay, now we need to fix it. Mm. You know, there's so many things that you have to take into consideration, but, you know, keeping it small was the best best thing we could do because uh, the reality is, is uh, this is how much we can produce. This is how long it's going to take. And then the timeline was just based on, you know. How many orders. Yeah, how many orders. So So it wasn't fly guys over to Scotland to kilt making school and bring them back and no, keep cranking it up. Not at all, yeah. Then and, you would have been 22 hours a day. And I, I ne- never wanted to, to do that, you mm-hmm. know, because uh, I always thought the experience should be personal, mm. you know. And I think that's what made it more special, you know, was I talked to every customer, you know. I either on the phone or in person, mm. you know, and uh, always, you know, this is what we're doing, this is where we're at. Isn't that the idea of a good business? Not always scaling up to maximum production. I mean, having that, you, you make some money, but it's the, the customer experience, the, the meat and the people. Yeah. This is the, the really important stuff. I think we lose sight of of that sometimes. Yeah. And that's why you, you pay a little more for hand handmade stuff and that's why you appreciate a little bit more what uh so what do you think your maximum capacity was when you were in full swing there uh we're probably doing about 40 50 kilts a month yeah that's quite a bit yeah and how much like you were doing construction at the same time yeah yeah and were you still stitching uh yes and no yeah night times sometimes uh, watching depends. watching dramas just depends on where yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. and i'll sit youtube on you know headphones yeah you know and you're just pop, working pop, pop, away pop, pop, pop. i was going to ask if you sat around the thing with uh with a bottle of yeah a whiskey well yeah that with the really buddy stitch. Good kilts. <laughs> <laughs> why is that why is that clean a little oh, well. yeah. that, that was midnight <laughs> yeah midnight tartan yeah yeah so yeah it, it was you know it was fun because it was such a solo thing, you know, like it wasn't a group project, you know, where you're building a house, you're part of it, a group, a team, team yeah. you know, you're building together, you're talking, you're chatting, you're laughing, yeah. you know, we're doing kilts, it's a, it's a solo thing, like it's it's you, you're sitting with the material, you're, you know, you'll get some thread, mm. a needle, some beeswax, you know, yeah. and that's it. And you know, like get to work. Little pair of scissors, you know, and away you go, right? Like it's <laughs> it's nothing special, you know. Like, and that's the thing that people don't understand is, you know, when the fire inspector came in to check the store, he's like, "Well, where's all the machines?" <laughs> well, Give we, the what finger. are you talking about? <laughs> you know, machines. It's like this is it. Like it's a freaking table, man. Like, yeah. what did you expect to find? You know, he's like, "You better not be moving any machines in after I leave." It's like, shut up. This is it. Like this, it's a table. Yeah. You know, some thread, some needles. You know, like it's a simple concept. Mm. You know, and they just couldn't wrap their head around it. Like city council were just, you know, mind blown. Like you, you can, you know, what you're doing, what? Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Like and then to do it in such a small community as well, like mm. that. You know, and they're like, well, how do you do it? Well, we have the internet like this isn't rocket science you know you can be anywhere in the world and you know run a business you Mm. know like this you know because the simple fact is people order online Mm. you know certain few people came you know but then you should order you should start i was gonna say i bet we can charge five thousand a kilt here yeah Mm. Yeah, well the the reality is you know like going to 
different events and things like that. So we'd go to Highland Games and, you know, set up and, you know, that's where you would meet the majority of your customers, right? Mm. Is these people would come by the booth and say, yeah, you know, like my pipe band or I'm getting married or, you know, I have a special event coming up or something along them lines, mm. you know, like this is what I'm doing, you know, and I need a kilt for it. Okay, no problem. Sweet. You know. Yeah. So you asked about how much we know about the Scottish culture and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Do you know Gimli, Manitoba? Gimli, Manitoba. I've heard of it, yes. Um, they have the Highland Games yeah. every, I want to say spring, but maybe it's summer. Yeah. Um, and I remember playing on a Commodore 64, I want to say. <laughs> the, how old are we, <laughs> we don't know what that is, Nate. It was a game where you could do like... It might it it was I want to say it's like there was like steeplechase and like all kinds of weird not the traditional and one of the events was caber toss yeah yeah and I used to remember it was so fun to try and and once you figured out how to do the flip the lug yeah, yeah. yeah. that's called the, a caber toss yes. yeah oh, I didn't know that. and uh, and that just stands out between the two in Winnipeg the Highland Games yeah. and seeing all the kilts there and the pipes and all just so much Scottish culture there and. Really young, one of the first computer games maybe yeah. that I was introduced to had the caber toss, yeah. and and then I remember going to the Highland Games and seeing these things, and going like, "Well, they actually do this stuff." Yeah. Like I thought it was just a, a you know, not knowing, yeah. you know, eight nine years old, I didn't have any idea that was a real. Well, that's the thing. That's but where, you know, like uh, when it comes to the caber toss and heavy events, like that's where like the strongman competition. You don't want your kilt today, to split. Like, that's where it originated, yeah. right? Like, that's, you know, the whole thing. Like, it all started, you know, throwing rocks and, you know. Yeah. yeah. So so my question was, uh, regarding the Highland Games, when you go to something like that, is there an intense sense of pride for, for your culture and country? Or is it the, like hockey, you know? He said his dad said the goalie looked like he was drunk. He <laughs> 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 watched the highlights on YouTube and said, Tell your dad oh, it was his second time playing goalie. Yeah. Oh, have you guys? It yeah, would be yeah. like if you came to play goalie and you look just, yeah, just discombobulated. Yeah. And I was like, "Yeah, tell your dad that's the guy's second. He's like, the goalie's brutal. I was like, <laughs> it was the second time ever, man. <laughs> Poor guy. He, does well. he tries so hard. Yeah. He got ripped in the head about six times the other day. It makes it look so so hard, though. So so when you go to the Highland Games in. Yeah. Kitchener, Waterloo, or wherever, or, yeah. you know, not as heavily Scottishly popular. Do you do that one and go, well, this is kind of like half Scottish. <laughs> is it the real deal? Or is it, this is awesome. They're they're keeping these things going. They're bringing out more people. It's get, you know, our, our traditions are, are continuing on. Well, it's a simple fact that introducing people to Scottish culture, right? This is what we do. This is why we do it. You know, like the whole... The whole thing about wearing kilts and going to a festival like that is to watch people play bagpipes. Mm. People do heavy events. You know, like <laughs> throw fucking logs. Oh, yeah, like watching people <laughs> participating, right? Yeah. And having fun and relaxing and drinking beer and you know, like having a good time. You know, and that's what it's about. You know, and celebrating Scottish culture. Mm. Like most places in Canada are deeply rooted in either you know Scottish culture, Irish, French, like. Yeah. You know, all the different European, European least, cultures, yeah. right? But, uh, you know, most places have a Highland Games. You forgot, you forgot Italy. 
Sorry. Yeah, a couple of Italians yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Italian culture. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, in the reality is it's about, you know, sharing. It's not about keeping it to ourselves. Mm. You know, everybody kept their culture to themselves. Like, how boring would the world be? We wouldn't you be know? here. Yeah, well, why would <laughs> we be in Korea? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I like about, yeah. about traveling. I mean, is this yeah. the fusion and the... Yeah. It, it's made me such a different person taking something from every place I've been and, and that yeah. all incorporates, you know, to who I am now. Culture hub. But, <laughs> but, you know, like some things are... <clears throat> I don't know. You think of like sushi or something as it's it's Japanese and it's mm. supposed to be that way and it has, but it doesn't. No. And the kimchi taco or whatever, yeah. right in California, like kimchi was just Korean, but mm-hmm. now it's part of so many and so much cooler now. Yeah. It's yeah. part of everything now. We, uh, there should be the the tradition should authentic. be held. It, uh, the authentic stuff should be yeah. held sacred, yeah. but it should be open for exploration as well. Oh, I for think. sure. Yeah. It should be shared. You know, yeah. like I think any culture should be shared. And that's why. And it's pretty much called culture, right? Like, yeah. this is what we do. Come see, you know. Yeah. Like, this is shout out to Pakunju, yeah, Prince Albert, Sharon the Hanji. Oh, dude, yeah, she's crushing. She's in the West Ed, West Edmonton Mall. Wow, she's doing the, the paper that Hanji, the, yeah. the paper stuff. The wow, she's in the Edmonton Mall, West Edmonton Mall. Yeah. Holy man, she's been all over now, yeah. doing great. But yeah, I, I that I was just wondering what, like, overall. I have a 100% appreciation of the opportunity to play here, the opportunity yeah. to influence guys' yeah. skills, to develop guys, that they're kids, that I've coached their kids. Um, but there are still some things when you come we can laugh about or joke about yeah. because it is it is still quite different than what we would call hockey or, or whatever in Canada. But it's the Korean version. Yeah. And yeah. when you come, there's probably a few eye-openers. You go, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> hey, this is Korean style hockey. Drunk goalies. Take yeah. a five-minute break whenever someone thinks they're tired or something. <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. just a different version. No, they like to – the one thing Koreans like to do is play to the middle of the ice. I, I That's still – I'm, I'm, my head still perks from last night thinking about that one. Well, they skate up. Why do you keep cutting to the middle? Why do you always pass to the middle? Like even in our own end, you always want to pass the puck up the middle. Why? <laughs> the boards are wide open. Yeah. You know, you can skate down the boards all night. Yeah. You know, like everybody's standing in the middle of the ice waiting on the puck coming. Oh. Well, why? Well, you know for sure the guy's going to pass that puck through the middle of the ice or he's going to skate it through the middle of the ice oh. you know he's not going to go down the boards it's because there's no hitting yeah? yeah but that's why a guy like kai yeah i appreciate because he's watched hockey on tv but he's never yeah. played yeah but from playing soccer and watching hockey on tv yeah. he has an understanding of the game yeah go to the open space yeah anticipate yeah but it's funny when you get the new koreans playing i'm like listen this is just like soccer mm-hmm. go to the open space you know, you have your kind of space. Yeah. You can go anywhere, but um, they just don't have the vision because it's not – they haven't been brought up with it. Yeah, yeah. But if you watched hockey for five years, you'd be way better starting than a Korean who's never watched or thought 100%. about hockey because they, they don't have any idea of where to go yeah. and, and where the play is going to go or how it's going to develop. Yeah, yeah. Like in the all I, – I don't know what they think they're doing, but, you know, just the whole – trying to skate the puck faster than the guy without the puck can skate, you know, sometimes, you know, it doesn't make sense. That's what the coach always said, right? Yeah. You know, it's like, let's, let's pass. The puck moves faster. Yeah. Let's pass. Oh, no, I'll try and skate it through five guys. Yeah. You know, like, or I'll try and skate through Nate. Yeah. 
how are you going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> like, you know, he's twice your size. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, oh, it's unbelievable. Uh, uh, I get oh, it. It's fun, though. It's fun to get out and skate. Oh, you oh. know, I said, like, I hadn't played any kind of hockey game for 10 years, you know, until I started playing, yeah, what, yeah. like, five weeks ago? Yeah. Six weeks ago. <laughs> you know, so it was, oh, nice. a learning curve for me, too. But if you, I always say, if you ever played, I don't know anybody who says no. Unless you blew two ACLs or something, yeah. I don't think there's any excuse. I'm old, I'm fat, yeah. and uh, it's getting out there. It's the camaraderie. Even you'll yeah. see, you'll start seeing the you'll get friendly with a couple of the Koreans yeah. and start yeah. joking a bit and yeah. just the when Willie was we had this young buck Willie there, what six foot six, and one day he just came with this freaking red thong underwear on. <laughs> and he just started he just started changing like normal yeah. 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 And, and then he like he took his shorts off and he was gonna put his jock on but he said oh i'm gonna go to the bathroom instead and walk parades through the middle of the room <laughs> and all the korean guys are like what the fuck is going on here man <laughs> well, I, I don't understand like the whole you know like these guys go to these saunas and they're all freaking naked but they're all scared to change in front of one yeah I'm yeah like, what yeah, in yeah. the at yeah. hockey yeah you know, some of them are just like, oh, so yeah. private. Have it's you like, been to a sauna yet? Oh, yeah. For, <laughs> but to me, I, well, I was at the sauna the other day, yeah. right? And this one guy was standing on, like, looking, like, there's, like, four, like, hot tubs, right? Yeah. And then there's shower cubicles, right? Yeah. And the shower cubicles kind of, if, if, you know, you turn your back, you know, you can see the back of the guy. Mm. The guy was looking at the tubs. He's standing there. He's brushing his teeth for 10 minutes. Oh, he's, he's taking like, a piss. He's like, he's got, no, he's uh. got the whole big fucking white beard going <laughs> oh, on with oh, I'm yeah. like, and he's just staring like, oh yeah, yeah, like right at me. I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah. like what are you doing? I you met, know? I met a, a fucking Matt Deji and my son today. <laughs> I've talked to him before, but this guy lays down on the marble and he yeah. just smacks his ass on the, on the thing. Just ta 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 ta. But the wet sauna was uh, it was whatever fixed or whatever today. So yeah. he came into the dry sauna, dude. He sits there. He takes up like four seats, and he just makes these noises. <clears throat> Like, dude, this guy's got corona. He's got every fucking strain of corona. He's got, he's just sitting there going. It's amazing how many people do that. Though. Oh, fuck. Like, it's gross. And then there's like this other room and this guy's like fucking scrubbing the shit out of this guy. I'm like. Nobody scrubbed you yet? No. I'm like. Oh, the yeah. guy said to me, he comes out and he says, you try. I'm like. God, no. The guy's like bleeding from his teeth. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No way. Like, you're not touching me. Oh, you know? Like, these guys have no hair. Like, I'm thinking he's going to sandpaper the hair off. You know? Like, oh, they will. Like, they will. So. I, they I will. They, they probably will. would. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I don't think so, man. Oh, yeah. that'll... Uh, you know, no, it's funny. I thought that was kind of... Or, I mean, just even the, the guy giving a guy a massage, I was like, oh, that's weird. Like, we'd yeah. never do that at home. Yeah. But that's the opening of The Godfather. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen The, the Godfather movie? That's the yeah. opening. Yeah. He's in... Uh, I, I, don't, I can't remember if he's getting a scrub or getting a massage, but yeah. it's like a dude-on-dude dude massage. I thought that, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, no, they they go there just for that. You pay the guy and yeah. get 70 your... 70 bucks. Your skin scrubbed off and... It's, yeah. But do yeah. you... Yeah, that's because they didn't use to shower yeah. in the old yeah. days. Uh, so they would go once a week. Yeah. So and once a scrub. week, you just get a full scrub. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. It wasn't 70 yeah. bucks, but it's because they didn't used to have, in the winter, you can't shower. It's yeah. minus, minus yeah. 10, you got to shower outside. So <laughs> Yeah, they lived in that hotel or I stayed out there they, on the weekend. Yeah. They, wouldn't, uh, <laughs> they wouldn't 
bath so they would go once a week to the communal one uh, yeah, and they'd yeah. get scrubbed down oh that's interesting yeah no that was yeah eye-opening then going to hockey and these guys don't want to change in front of anybody it's like they're all going to the bathroom to change it's like well you got a cup on your dick comes out like a come on man comes out like a little snail after doesn't it <laughs> <laughs> when you wear that up don't you but yeah. I don't, some of those i don't know because sometimes the doors are open and there's moms like yeah i don't know if you've been in there before but like they all know i'm in there yeah and they know my girls are in there, and and maybe I'll stop bringing them in there now because they're getting older. But yeah. well, I mean, until they were this age, um, and, and some of the guys, whatever, would would go in there if they got to get naked and change. But if moms are poking and saying goodbye, coach, yeah. and I'm like, hey, hey, hey this yeah. is not for moms, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it is. Head on, head on, head on. My wife yeah. was around there one time and. I know she's got some story about Long Dong Silver, and she's like, "Who was that guy?" And I'm like, "Never seen that guy before." <laughs> no, no, I'm telling you, I saw it. I was like, "Well, I don't know." Yeah. Or she said, "Who's walking around the room with a boner?" I was like, "Nobody's walking around the room with a boner." She's like, "It was so big, and it must be." Is it? Like, no, you're dreaming. <laughs> nice try. But yeah, now I, I yeah, for maybe for some of those reasons, but I agree. Yeah. How they go to the sauna and, and then they get there, it's different. Yeah, just mind-blowing. But, hmm. you know, hockey, yeah, and like everybody showers together. It's just part of the culture. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, uh, do you guys do the toothpaste trick in your fucking shower too? What, yeah. stand there and brush your teeth? Yeah, just, <laughs> just spit it all over yourself? Yeah. Not, not too uh, many tricks yet. Really, yeah, we used to have a few boys, Joey Faka back in the day there, that he could do 20 different tricks. I mean, yeah. No, <laughs> with a toothbrush. No, is Joy Faka the name of the trip or the? Uh, no. Uh, well, no, dick tricks. Oh, yeah. pee bomb. Yeah, the pee all kinds. The frog eyes. I don't know the frog eyes. All, all kinds. I know the bat. Yeah, the, the hamburger. Not restricted to the helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but I remember growing up like there used to be a whole online thing of them, like twenty different dick tricks or something. But yeah, Joey Faka was the master. <laughs> <laughs> um, the that's bat, a little off topic now <laughs> the, bat, the bat wing wasn't the bat wing one of them I don't know <laughs> you stretch I'll your nut sack out yeah. <laughs> whip them up for next week <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I mean like in, in Canada like it's a little more brotherly at yeah. home and, and there's always that one or two guys that are you know being the clown still yeah um, Joey Fappa yeah. so tell <laughs> since we're on hockey tell us a little bit about playing back home and then maybe we can get a little on your time in Korea and we'll wrap her up uh, well you, yeah. you brought in some uh, vintage jersey here from, yeah. from Team Scotland no so yeah no well hockey all started for me was freaking Mighty Ducks Oh yeah, the mighty ducks. When the mighty ducks wow. the whole uh, the whole of Scotland went into a frenzy, you know. The knuckle for, puck for for mighty ducks. Yeah, you know, like everything. Why was there something? Was it related to Scotland in some way or no? Well, no. I, I think it was a simple fact that you know Scotland has had a lot of hockey. You mm. know, like hockey's been in Scotland for a long time. You know, and uh, most people you know are within an arm's length of it, but don't know it. Mm. You know, and uh, the reality is, is when I think the mighty ducks come out. Everybody wanted rollerblades. You know, everybody wanted... Oh, dude, we're the exact same generation. Everybody wanted to go and, uh, you know, play roller hockey and all that kind huh. of stuff. So we had, like... But even the symbol, like, in when Anaheim launched their team, that was, I mean, just the, the duck head with yeah, the... Yeah, the logo, yeah. Yeah, that was wicked. Yeah, I know. So when we were growing up, you know, me and my older brother, we'd go up to the local school, you know, and they'd have a nice paved area where we'd make some makeshift nets at a freaking 
bread baskets, you know, and we'd have all the local kids would come and you know, that was the time no no cell phones, right? So you couldn't phone everybody yeah. and say, Hey, ten minutes at the school you actually had to go freaking knock on everybody's door, right? Yeah. You know, come on, let's go. You yeah, know, yeah. so we're rollerblading down the streets and you know, we'd go play roller hockey up at the school and it was kinda of funny because each my home town's kinda of set up into different areas you know and mm. each little area would have their own little you know roller hockey team okay, okay. so we'd all you know oh, we're going to go play this team and we're going to go play oh, these nice. oh, they'd come to us and you know and we're all young you know like we're all stupid we'd go roller blade like 10 kilometers to go, <laughs> go play, play a game a, play a 10 minute game of hockey you yeah. know we're all <laughs> fucked from skating yeah. you know? it's like okay let's go home yeah. you know like uh, and that's when mum dad you know wouldn't pick you up and drop you off right it was kind of more okay yeah. you know but then, you know, we, there was a new ice rink actually opened in my hometown as well. Eh? And they created a professional team and all that kind of stuff. And I was 10 years old when this happened. And uh, that was the first, like, in to hockey, mm. you know. So it was like, you know, come, come try, try yeah. you know, see what you think. And, you know, we were already roadblading a couple of years before. Mm. So we, you know, so easy we transition. They had a, a, it was called Rookies, you know, so it was all the beginners, you know, would come on a, I think it was like a Friday night or something like that, and we'd all skate and try and all this kind of stuff. And I was 10 years old, as I said, and uh, in ho- in Scotland, hockey is in, uh, you know, like I think at that time it was under 12, 14, 16, 18s, 21s. And uh, <clears throat> me and my older brother were, were okay. So they're like, oh, come and play with the, under 15s, mm. right? Or under 16, sorry, at that time. And my older cousin was playing, and he was, he was crazy. Like, he loved to fucking hit everybody. <laughs> you know, and it moved, he'd hit it, you know. And if he couldn't hit it, he'd fight it, you mm. know. Like, <laughs> that was his attitude, you know. And then he could shoot the puck as well. But, you know, it was funny. So, we would, you know, we were asked to come play with this under 16s team. And my first ever game was against the Czechoslovakia uh, under your first ever game world world junior team yeah that was going to go play against Canada since they were doing a, like a wee tour yeah. you know so they came and, and I'm not kidding you first shift on the ice and this is and I'm going to say this for the whole world to know is <laughs> I lined up right wing I guess and I looked over and all I saw was the guy's fucking hip and I was like yeah I'm done. Yeah. The guy's what? Guy's hip. His hip. Yeah. His oh. hip. He was tiny. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was freaking, I was, yeah. you know, I'm 10 years old, right? Freaking, look, I'm like, yeah, I'm not doing yeah. this. Yeah. Went off the ice, crying, into the dressing room, channel, I'm not fucking playing hockey. Yeah. Ever again. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that was the first ever, you know, yeah. like, introduction, but, you know, I was just, it was funny like that. But then, yeah, wow. I started playing age group hockey, you know, but then started playing up all the age groups. So when I was under 12, I was playing. 12s, 14s, 16s, 18s, 21s, you know. So mm. I was playing do, 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 all the way up. Mm. So every every Saturday or Sunday, you know, when we had games, I'd start at like 10 in the morning and then done at like 9 o'clock at night. Just oh, wow. Playing all the different teams, Sweet. you know. And then practice was all the different practices you'd go, huh. you know. Like, That's awesome. Oh, it was fun. Like, but the, that experience. The, the, the Centrum was this big, massive, Olympic-sized arena, you know, like... Uh, with all the seating and all that kind of stuff. And they brought in all these players from all over the world, you know, like all ex-NHL players and things like that to come play, you know, and it was called the Super League at that time, right? And, uh, like, really high-level hockey. And mm. these guys were all, 
still trying to make the NHL kind of thing, you know, and it was amazing to go watch at a young age, right? Mm. And so oh, that's what I wanted to do. But it only lasted five years mm. because the the guy who <clears throat> bought the Centrum got money from the local lottery to basically buy the building, finish uh, the building, mm. because somebody started it and couldn't finish it, mm. right? Like didn't have the money to finish. So it sat there for a long time, you know, the bare bones, you know, so he got the money from the lo- the national lottery, and the national lottery said, "Well, you only have to run it for five years." Mm. And he he ran it to the day, five uh, years, boom, closed, sold, land stripped, you know. See you later. Yeah, uh, but it was lucky for me because that's when I get invited to go to Canada to play at the Okanagan Hockey Academy, uh, and this was the first ever year of this year-round hockey academy, yeah, you know. And they started it like I went the Okanagan. I should go back a little bit mm. is that Okanagan Hockey School right which was a summer school mm. that they ran in Penticton and they've been running it since what when did it say 1963 right so that's when it all started you know in Penticton yeah. this summer school and you'd go there during the summer freaking stay in dorms and mm. you know you could play hockey for two months you know yeah. basically you know uh, if your mom and dad could afford it but you know uh, the simple fact is is they would come to Scotland Recruit. to my home rink and they'd put on a summer camp for one week two weeks and I'd uh. go every summer and you know uh, for the first few years as a player and then after that I became one of the one of the coaches counsellors or whatever you want to mm, call yeah. them you know oh, cool. so I was on the ice you know coaching coaching guys that I was playing with <laughs> a wee bit awkward but you know like the one time uh, you know even Walter Gretzky came over with them you know and he did his whole story on you know his brain aneurysm and all that kind of stuff yep, and yep. awareness and you know like all them different things so it was cool we got wow. to meet him all Legend. that kind of stuff oh yeah legendary yeah. you know it was amazing you know he had, he had all the wings you know gloves skates sticks you know like yeah. showing wow. them off oh yeah it was, it was great you know so yeah, we got to meet him, but then, yeah, as I said, when when our rink closed, uh, my dad was looking for somewhere for us to go play, and all of a sudden he got a phone call. You know, hey, does Paul want to come? Canada. To come to Canada to play at this academy. Well, what is it? Well, it's a year around school, and he, you know, you have to go to school. But I just finished school, mm. so I was fifteen years old. You know, I you're supposed to finish school at sixteen, but how my birthday fell long mm. story you know basically I could finish school at 15 that's similar to your high school not the four year no similar to no, Chris so, so basically that's it's, what I mean, right? yeah. it's like seven years primary school and then four years and I can't remember how it works but yeah. four, you do four years and then you can do another two years if you want mm. but the, the extra two years is just like college like the upgrade if you want to do certain yeah, or okay. a certain university or whatever yeah, yeah. right but you actually finish school at the fourth year right which yeah. is almost grade 10 age right right mm-hmm. yeah uh, in canada so when i went to canada they're like well you're gonna have to go back to school you know oh, so, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so first year we ended up going to this fucking private school you know and i wonder if you're gonna have a picture of it but we went to this private school and uh, it was really preppy man like they had school uniforms and everything like it was insane you know and they had dress codes and you had to wear this kind of stuff and you had to do all this oh, it was just stupid yeah. you know 
And, you know, and at that, that time, you know, as young guys, we weren't very good at grooming ourselves, right? Mm. So you'd go to school and they'd go, oh, you've got, you know, some bum fluff on your lip. You've got to go <laughs> shave it off, you know? Like, it was just so... And, and the reality is, is the, the headmaster, like, the, the guy who was running the school, he had a big fucking full beard. You know, it's like, come on. You know, like, you've got a full beard. Like, uh, you know, but yeah, I shave my peach first. Yeah, big private school, you know, in Summerland. And, you know, it wake up in the morning we'd go to school or we'd go to hockey first yeah then we'd go to school come back dry line training or even another practice mm. and then yeah that was, that was five days a week wow. you know you'd do that and it's funny that now those are so huge there oh yeah i mean i don't know what it cost or what it was like then but i i grew up not knowing any of these academies yeah, yeah. and now every every city has <clears throat> at least one and many of multiple yeah. and they're 40 50 60,000 a year oh yeah like when this academy started this was a <clears throat> well I was kind of the start of the academy era you know is when I went there was mm. no real other hockey academies mm. but I think but I think that was like BC or, <clears throat> or Vancouver or Toronto yeah. mm-hmm. but getting the ones in Saskatchewan and Winnipeg and and Ottawa those, yeah. those are maybe five ten years max yeah so like the this one was the guy who started it all and is still president today andy oaks you know like him and larry lund they're the one they're the two who started it but you know uh, andy it's what i understand did this is like a project for his university degree you know uh-huh. like this was his little you know brainchild, brainchild yeah. yeah to start you know like this is what i want yeah when i first went as i said my dad said, hey, you know, do you want to go to Canada, you know, to do this year? Oh, yeah, sounds great. Yeah. You know? Play go. hockey every day. Yeah, who's who's coming with me kind of thing, you know? Oh, no, you're going alone. Supplies. You know? <laughs> and, uh, well, where am I going to live? Oh, billet family. So you're going to be billeted out. And yeah. you hadn't had that much structured hockey until that point? Eh, well, I shouldn't say that because uh, the, the, the thing is, is at the Centrum, we had... A guy named Kevin Bursey, who is from Burnaby, uh, he came over. He was a figure skating. He actually ran the Canadian figure skating for for years. Years, yeah. yeah. So he ran it all, and you can see him on videos at the Olympics and all that kind of stuff, oh, yeah. you know, like with all the Canadian figure skaters. And he came over, and at the same time, they came to an agreement with the Okanagan Hockey School to send one of their instructors to coach year-round kind of thing, yeah? uh-huh. you know. The first guy didn't work out because it uh, turns out he didn't have his visa in place when he started working and they, you know, sent uh-huh. him packing back to Canada and yeah. then they sent another guy over uh, named Ryland and he coached his for a long time, you know, oh, like wow. two, three years. But anyway, uh, yeah, my mom and dad said, you know, you go to Canada, you know, stay with the Billet family. Okay, sounds good. And I didn't really know who was going to be there, what was going to happen, mm. because it happened so quick. Like, I mean, within yeah. like a month, I was on a plane going to Canada, yeah. you know, and had to do some tests and stuff like that and kind of knew generally what, you know, what, was, to what to expect. But You had been to the hockey camp there before? I'd been to the school before, okay. yeah. So not completely strange. Yeah, but the reality is, is going to the school and going to this academy to be honest, it's like night and day. It's yeah. totally different. And the people who who are at the school and who are at the academy, yeah, I didn't different. Know, oh, right? Okay. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> so, same place though, mm. right? Uh, but the reality is when you go there during the summer, you're restricted to basically 
yeah. like this one block radius round about the rink and the, <laughs> yeah. the dorm, right? Yeah. Because if you venture any further, like the young guys at Penticton hated the hockey guys, right? Ah, okay. So they'd always have big Royal Rumbles in the front street there, you know? <laughs> like every once in a while. You know, hockey guys are back for the summer. Oh, pretty much, yeah, yeah you know, like they're coming to take our women, you know, yeah. let's, let's fight for our rights, you know, the, the rights to our women. <laughs> you know? yeah. So so you were there for grade 11 and grade 12? Uh, grade 10 and 11 is 10 what 11. ended up being. 10 yeah, because of how my birthday fell once again, yeah. you know. So a couple, couple years in the hockey academy? Yeah. Well, no, like what I was saying is, you know, my mom and dad, you know, yeah, you're going to Canada, put me on a plane, see ya. Yeah. You know, hey, there's a guy in a blue truck at the other end going to pick you up. <laughs> blue truck, Canada. How many uh, fucking people have a blue truck in Canada? Yeah. You know, but luckily it was Penticton and midnight when I arrived in Penticton. So Only, uh, only three. Yeah. <laughs> you know, one truck passed, two truck passed. Okay, third one, this must be it. You yeah. know, an hour late and here he comes, you know, pulls up and I'm thinking, I'm going to stay at his house. Oh, no, you're going to your billet's house. Yeah. So he drives up into the hills of Penticton. Yeah, like, oh, fuck, I'm going to get killed now. You know, for sure, I'm yeah. dead. You know, but no, nah, they dropped me off at this basically at the end of the driveway and said hey the house is up there you'll be picked up in the morning by the wow. bus you know, and be ready you know so wild uh, you know like, wild family okay. was good oh it was good you know and then uh, yeah from there went back to scotland you know and i said played for scotland played for a team paisley pirates for a few years and traveling back and forth to canada yeah it was all fun you know sweet but you know it's one of those things where life starts getting in the way of hockey right yeah you know where it was all hockey 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 and then all of a sudden life yeah you know you once we, we talked about this at the beginning you know you, you okay you want to make money doing what you like you like doing hockey but you can't make money you got yeah. it now yeah you know well, find you gotta find that uh yeah. that japanese concept there the icky guy yeah. something you're good at something you yeah. enjoy something that yeah. helps people and you can make money yeah. so when you find the the center of those then yeah. you're exactly you're doing all right. so, so it was all back to you know I, I got to find a job. I got to do this. And, you know, I got to start, you know, contributing yeah. to society. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Awesome, man. Okay. Let's move on. Last one, maybe then. Yeah. You got to Korea, got through the, the sauna introduction in Incheon. <laughs> it's, it's relentless, man. I'm glad we usually go away in the summers. It's, it's bonkers. Yeah. Corona, we stayed here during two summers and I got, it's it's just there's no other I lived in Africa for a while I, I've mm. been to some hot India some hot hot nothing compares to this heat man even though nothing. I, we interviewed the African guys they're like yeah. we say it's Africa hot he goes well, it's not that hot no. <laughs> it's way worse here yeah, yeah like just the, the humidity I think is just it's a killer just killer like it's you killer. walk outside and all of a sudden your clothes are soaked well that's my you know oh yeah that's what happens to me sure. i don't know about you guys but, exactly you know, for, the same for, for me it's we like a shower four times a day yeah. we can't record here in the summer man oh yeah. i believe there's no uh we got to shut her down early july it's yeah. terrible yeah. so okay. i was just going to ask seeing the the deluxe phone here yeah. foldable bendable whatever you got yeah. you mentioned you were getting some some teeth done yeah um you, you wiped out down the slippery stairs there yeah <laughs> A uh, bit of an interesting introduction. You've been around for a bit now. Yeah. What, uh, anything that really stands out other than, than the food? Um, yeah, you seem to be into the tech well, and into the medical tourism stuff yeah, here. Yeah, medical and... tourism, sure. <laughs> you know, go tour here, there, and everywhere. You know, you know there's no, no end to hospitals. Like, to me, that's uh, unbelievable. Mm. You know, there's a hospital on, 
well, I shouldn't say every corner. There's almost ten hospitals right every corner. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> all specialty. Yeah, hospitals, it's yeah. amazing. You know, but you know, it's funny just thinking about oh, if you get hurt, oh, what hospital do you want to go? What's hurt? You know. Oh, broke my leg. Okay, well, we're going to go to the leg hospital. Yeah. Is it the right leg or the left leg? We're going to go to that Pacific hospital. Because yeah. <laughs> he specializes only in right legs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. You know, it's, it's funny, you know, like to me, uh, that. And I said the food, the food was the biggest thing. Uh, haircuts. Hmm. I was going to ask where you get your haircut, but yeah. Did you go to that guy in Samsonong? I think I saw a picture in your thing. Did you go to like a proper barber shop in Samsonong? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. It looked it looked like a place I've driven by there, and I went, "Wow, this guy's." Is it have a British thing in there? Yeah, I thought I saw something Britishy or something cool. in there, uh, and I thought I didn't know if this guy's a good barber and pretending. Like, look, I look, I've I got driven. the setup and I'm good, or if he's actually really good because he he does have like. I've never seen a place that looks like that. I'll be honest. It's like the old retro kind of... Ha- haircuts? Mm. Good. Beard trim? Not so good. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, not a beard in Korea. What do you get a beard trim here so, for? So uneven. Mm. Like, it wasn't even funny. Like, But the guy tried really hard. And the, mm. the reality is, I appreciated him trying. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, the guy... I just well, that's said, what you said. There's some guys doing the construction that don't know what they're doing. He just watched the YouTube video yeah. when he went for a piss in the bathroom. There. <laughs> White guy beard trim. Yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Well, they're all, He's never then, seen a beard. And then the guy's like, oh, you'll get such nice hair. I was like, fuck, man, my hair is falling out. Send me that place. I'm going to go yeah. in and ask him. I said, I got recommended to come here for a beard trim. He's going to go, shit, I'm that good? <laughs> have, you, uh, have you been to the ball barber yet? Which one? The ball barber. The ball barber. They put the no, chair right no, back no. and they shave your nuts. No, no, no. <laughs> you, <ever been> there? <laughs> you know, like I got one haircut done by one place, and I was like, "Fuck, I look like Friar Tuck." You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just stuck a fucking bowl on my head. <laughs> way I like, typical Korean haircut, though. Right? Oh. Like, they shave the sides like so short, and then they try and they don't even try and blend it. That's yeah, the reality yeah, yeah. of it, you know. Oh, yeah. And I was used to going to one barber and I went to him for like freaking 15 years, yeah. you know, in Canada. And it was like, he cut my hair the same way yeah. every time, yeah. you know, for 15 years, you know, and then it's like cutting but, here. Is like, but is there an element of fun and like you think, man, I hope that this, I go to this guy because he never misses a hair. It's a per- exactly how I want. But is there an element of fun? Like, I never know what the hell I'm going to get. And I just, oh, that was not uh, too crazy. Well, but if it is, I'll adjust. That's it. And that's the reality of it. Like I, I go in there and I, and the guy's like trying to talk to me in Korean and it's like <laughs> only English, man. You just, know, and just show him a picture of what you look like before. Well, no, he's got pictures that. up on the wall and I'm just like, you know, do something like that. I was like, I don't care. Just come <laughs> yeah. right here. Yeah. I just do it, man. That you know? That's part of the freedom, yeah. isn't it? Oh, for like sure. at home, you're like, okay, I go. I know, I know, I can predict what my day, my life's yeah, going to yeah. be like. Yeah. But I kind of like that here, where you you don't know what the hell's going to happen today. Shane, and, Shane was saying yeah. uh, he was looking for like a really cheap haircut. Didn't he say like he got a ten dollar haircut and then a five dollar haircut? And he said the five and the ten is about the same yeah. same quality. Oh, yeah. He said, but the three dollar and the five dollar very different he said spend the <laughs> spend the extra two bucks spend the two bucks <laughs> no but the, the real is you know like uh, I didn't expect anything Ugh. you know because seeing Korean haircuts it's like I think your mom did it you know like that's and the real is is in Scotland you know in uh, Canada people judge you on your hair mm. you know how does your hair look how does your clothes look like how does 
yeah, full package look, but for some reason, hair is not a big thing here oh, for, might, for men. It might be. They know? just don't know what yours is supposed to look like. Yeah, yeah. but the reality is, is I, I don't think so big because the haircuts, you know, yeah. A lot of the guys wear wigs here, man. I I understand that. Yeah. yeah. Like, I saw one guy blow off in the wind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's chasing him. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But, you know, the... The thing is, yeah, is hunting tartan on. Yeah, yeah, like I, I, I didn't expect it to be perfect. Yeah. Even walking into a shop that looks perfect, I wasn't expecting it to be perfect. Yeah, yeah. You know, low expectations. Yeah. That's, that's a good. That's a good mentality to have yeah. here. Yeah, you know, and most of the time, everything that I've done here, it's like I don't expect anything. Mm. You know, whatever happens, happens. Don't expect and the garlic the, toast. Oh, fuck. <laughs> you seen the garlic bread? It comes with a dental package. This is fucking... Coated it's the sugar. sweetest garlic bread you ever... Do we want to go into dental? No. What's that? Okay, look at this. Right? Yeah. See how... So I get in uh, dental implants, right? Yeah. So I'm in the last <laughs> stage now, and I have plastic caps on the actual dental implants, yeah. right? And we went to uh, a restaurant... Mm. I won't name it, mm. but we went there and they gave us this uh, free bread, mm. right? It was a steak restaurant, right? Uh, Texas. Roadhouse, uh, yeah, yeah. 13th floor of the department store. Yeah, yeah so yeah. went there. They gave us this free bread, right? Ate, ate the first <laughs> Fucking broker implant right out. Hold on. <laughs> ate the first load of bread, yeah. right? And was like, oh, can you give us some more? And like, oh, hold on because it's busy, right? So yeah. they're like, we'll run out. So they bring us this bread, and it's only like half cooked, yeah. right? So I opened the one. I don't look like too bad. So I bit into it and started chewing. It was like, oh, frick, still dough. So I spat it out in the napkin, put the napkin in the, the basket. Oh, right? no. Just hold on, right? Handed it, or handed it to the waitress. <laughs> so she takes it away and brings us another batch. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm missing that too. Yeah. I'm like, did I swallow it? So all of a sudden, we flag down the, the wait staff and say, hey, look, lost my tooth. You know? And they're all in a panic because they think it's like this real tooth that I'm missing. Yeah. You know? like, they, they're like, oh, my God. Like, did the bread, like, rip your tooth out? Yeah. You know? I'm like, calm, calm, you know, relax. You know, if you find it, great. You know, do you have the bread still? And then We put guy, it back in the oven. This guy comes out with this little napkin, you know, like this. I'm sorry, you know. Yeah. And it's the... the Cap, you know, for the two so, thanks. Yeah, well, I have to go tomorrow, I'm gonna go back in, but you know, like, oh, it was so funny, you know, oh, like dude. just the look on the people's they were like in total shock. Imagine you know? the stories he's telling when he goes home. Oh, I can only imagine, how was work yeah. today? Uh, some white guy's tooth fell out. And he's a <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's like I had to go raid the garbage can to fucking find it. Yeah. I can only imagine, you know, like the stories. Like, well, I, I got one along those lines when I was getting. I had a uh, my this tooth fractured in half, so I had a post put in when I was like fourteen. I got rocked. Yeah, and I slipped right down the middle. They put a post in a cap on it, so I was getting I was getting an implant done here because I got one knocked out yeah. here, and so they put the mouth guard on or whatever to yeah. to get the the impression. And they pulled it out, and they pulled that tooth right off. And they almost died. They're like, oh, my God, are you okay? Oh, no, what happened? And I was like, that's fine. That's from 20 years ago I had that one done. Yeah, well, but they oh, were man. they were just shocked out of their shorts, man. Oh, yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's getting them implants. Oh, that was, uh, that's been intense. And the, th the thing is, is when I go to the dental, I've had a lot of dental work done over the years mm. based on 
different injuries and whatnot. And garlic know, breath. And really bad dental work before, yeah. <laughs> you know. So when I go to the dentist, I'm usually pretty talkative. So I like to ask them, what are you doing? Why, you know, this kind of thing. Go to a dentist in Korea, open, close, open, <laughs> okay, relax. Oh, that's sore. Oh, no problem. Keep going. Yeah. Oh, so uh, uh, relax. Yeah. Hey, when I went, they were giving me the the local anesthesia for a Korean 120 pound guy, and I said, "Hey, give me the horse one. Whatever you got there for a horse, that's what I need because you're not giving me enough, and I can feel everything you're doing, and I'm gonna go through the roof." Oh yeah. And he told me one time, he's like, "Okay, please don't swear," and I was like, "You don't understand." I'm like, yeah. "Give me six more shots of whatever you give to the regular Korean no. agency. It's not enough, man." <laughs> well, that's it. And that's why I. That's why I end up having to explain to him after the first time. It's like, look. You need to give me like six vials of whatever you give the other people. Yeah, I says, because this, you know, to me, I can still feel it. And then the thing is, is the first time I got, like it wore off before I even left the dental office. Yeah. Like, but it's like the haircuts, right? They're not used to. Yeah. They're not used to it. Yeah. yeah well, it's what it is, you know. Yeah. It's fun, you know. It's, it's fun walking in and. Dude, every day's an adventure. Yeah, like in every day's an adventure. People get so shocked to see like a white person. You're like, oh wow, you're so different. <laughs> like even the elevator, elevator doors open. Somebody goes, oh no, okay, I'll wait next one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like that one. Why? You know, yeah. or they get in the elevator and then they don't even look at you, or they just face the wall. It's like. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You know, like, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but you just, Anya, say, oh, and hello your way around, and you'll yeah. make a lot of buddies. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. Oh, it's good. And it's still, it's still novel after 15 years. He's still, it's still fun. And, uh, oh, yeah, for sure. And exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice, man. What do you say? You want to, uh, you want to wrap her up? Thank you. Uh, I'm sure we'll have you in here, uh, in here again in uh in the near future man well, always love just... always love sitting down and talking i'm sure the audience will enjoy the stories yeah i think uh, we just scratched the surface here so oh there's more <laughs> there's more to more to unravel for sure yeah. but yeah. we're uh, we're gonna cut her early for today dude thanks for coming by yeah, thanks for everyone thank you for listening and we'll catch you next time Bye bye